This program is a collaboration of personal opinions and individual free thought. It does not represent the views or narrative of the mainstream corporate media hacks. Viewer discretion is advised. And here we go. Live from the bell tower, taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, happy <coughs> happy Monday night. Good God. Yes. Starting out rough. <laughs> what you got going on over there, Bill? Uh, everything wants to fi- fall down on me tonight. So uh, my, my flag dropped. I went to fix that. My microphone fell, almost knocked over my energy drink. I'm like, you got five seconds. I know. Four. Just, just, just throw it on the I'm floor. Like, just don't, don't stop moving. <laughs> and then I come on and uh, my throat just gives yes. out. My voice just gives out completely. So yes. Well, it is a Monday. It is a sure. Monday. It is the end of the, getting towards the end of the year. We've done this yes. at least 50 50 times this year. At least, yes. Um, plus all the weekend wrap-ups and all the extra yeah. shows we've done. So um, it's it's long overdue for my voice to just completely yes. give out. It's long overdue for everything just to go to shit because <laughs> might as well. Right. Um, I mean, it's getting to that point of the year where it's hard to really take anything seriously. It is. It's like yeah. work. It's like you're going through work and it almost feels like... The build up to Christmas vacation yeah. in school, where it's just like oh, yeah. only a couple more. And then you right. realize, well, I only get like a day off for Christmas, so <laughs> right, fuck. right. It's just like, oh man, it's almost Christmas time, and yeah. the New Year's. It's just like, well, we don't get like the right, yeah, three weeks off, and it, and it falls on a freaking weekend this year. Yeah, so, so <laughs> I mean, we get a random day off in right, there, but yeah, but it's still, it's not the same. It's just no. like. You think after thirty-seven plus years, you'd finally get used to right. not uh, having that that big time off? Yeah, anymore, but but you know. no. So it, it's kind of like a bad case of senioritis. It's like, right. yeah, the end of the year is here. Why are <laughs> everything is just like? I, yeah. Why are we doing anything? Yeah. Like we, everybody <laughs> should just be required to take the final month of the year off. Right. I think it would make everybody happier. I, I think so. Yes. Boost. Yes. I think. Don't they do that in Mexico? <laughs> I probably. I mean, and yeah. and long naps. In Denmark and yes. Sweden. And yeah, Mexico. every other country but America. That's right. why we're great because we don't get time off for Christmas. Right. Yes. So how's everybody doing out there? <laughs> um, it's Monday night. It's. I mean, clearly, clearly, our we. We don't care about shit except this show. We care only solely about the show because yes. we're only we're never going to not care and, about and you I made chocolate chip cookies before I came. And you didn't bring any of no, them. No, they weren't cooled off. I will eat a hot chocolate <laughs> chip cookie. I prefer okay, okay. hot chocolate chip cookie. God, you're you're that dick. <laughs> like my boss comes in, you remember Oh us. yes, he, yeah. He come in the other day and he's like, you know, um I, I almost stopped for donuts today. Well, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, right. Why, why are you here? Why would you even say <laughs> yeah, that, though? Right, like, right. It, you thought about it, but you decided not to. Yeah. Don't say it. And then 
then we're, we're we're like, wow, donuts really be good. And so all I'm thinking about is donuts. And then the thought goes away because I get busy with office work and stuff. And then he's like, man, today would have been a good day for donuts. It's and like, he's like mother really? Fuck. Two hours in. <laughs> it's like, seriously, twice? You yeah. did it twice. <laughs> yeah. And that's like you. Yeah. You know, I made You're chocolate right. chip cookies. I know. I but know. I didn't bring any. But, but, but we have a big Christmas party next weekend. And I will bring lots of cookies for that. Do you know what we have next week, next Monday? Speaking I do, of and Christmas it is parties. extravagant. And I, it's very extravagant. Our uh, annual, third annual Christmas extravaganza, which I'm going to be making uh, uh, spiked eggnog, some awesome. bourbon spiked I eggnog, and I'm not going to bring any. Oh wow! <laughs> not wow. going to share that at all. crashed fast. <laughs> right, but the but the Christmas special is going to be extravagant because it's the uh, I'll share because I'm a nice guy. Yeah. Um, it's three years running. Um, our third Christmas extravaganza, and it's going to be big. If you haven't checked out, if you, you haven't been listening long enough to hear our previous uh, Christmas specials, go back and listen to them. They don't expire. They don't no. go bad. No. Like uh, They're classics. Yeah, they are. Go go back and watch them. It's kind of like It's a Wonderful I, I would put it on par with It's a Wonderful yeah, I Life, would say wouldn't so. you? No, I definitely. Mean, definitely. It's, it's as wholehearted family oriented. We should do a, a black and white edition we should, and put that out we there. Should, just we should do a yeah. black and white um, we will be joined by Dan Smots, my brother of the System is Down podcast, and we were slated to once again be joined by Remzo Martinez, uh, just like every other year, but he canceled on us. He had some family issues come up, so we're not going to give him shit this time for it. No. Next time we'll give Next him shit. But, yeah, he's but, allowed a freebie. Yeah, he's allowed this one. So, unfortunately, Remzo will not be here, so I filled his slot with... Not not as good, but pretty awesome as well. The uh, the great, fabulous uh, Dave motherfucking Casey. I don't know if you nice. remember. I don't think I've ever met Dave Casey. We've had Dave Casey on our show. We have. Maybe you weren't here. Was that one you? Yeah, maybe I don't that think was, I was here. Maybe that was. Uh, yeah, I think you were on vacation or okay. something. And I okay. I had him fill in, and he did a much better job than you. So <laughs> well, that's, that's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to have Dave Casey on of the Dave vs. Goliath podcast, and he is always a blast to hang out with. So uh, make sure you join that um, next weekend, or not next week, next Monday, December 19th, the Monday before Christmas, Christmas extravaganza number three. We're going to have a lot of special entertainment. Last year we had a special musical number from Dan, um, which... Obviously, it was great. We had a, a special children's reading of Hookers and Blow Save Christmas. Classic. And we played some trivia games and yeah. all kinds of stuff. We, it was good. We do everything that we don't... Like, the rest of the year, we cover the stupid shit that yeah. goes on in the world. On Christmas, we take make a point to take it off and just celebrate Christmas right. So, yes. if you haven't experienced that, make sure you show up specifically for that Christmas episode because it's always, it's always yes. a, a really good time. It's... Really, the only good thing about Christmas anymore is right. our, our special. It, well, it's not commercialized, which is nice. Exactly. <laughs> It'll never be commercialized because we will never make money off of this. <laughs> Speaking of making money, we got to mention our sponsors who uh, are um, freedom-loving, free-speech-loving uh, coffee aficionados. 
uh, Run Your Mouth Coffee. They make delicious coffee. They also support your right to run your mouth, hence the name Run yes. Your Mouth Coffee. And I did some Christmas shopping using them today. You did? I shopped with them. Good, yes. good. Um, go to rwamcoffee.com. Get some delicious, fresh-roasted coffee delivered straight to your door. As we've been saying, you know, did you wear pants while you are ordering it? No, I specifically good. took them off. You took them yes. off just, <laughs> yes. like, just so I could see what it felt like. You're, you're like, like, you know, that, that does feel better. You know what? Craig always says, I don't have to yes. wear pants. Let me try yes. this. <laughs> yes, I was in my work van, but it worked. <laughs> Hopefully you were home, but apparently not. Um, support companies that support your rights, such as free speech. Support Run Your Mouth Coffee. Go to rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you by using the promo code BREAKTHEBELL, and you'll get 10% off your purchase, plus free shipping, and you'll have delicious coffee for Christmas presents. Uh, you don't got to wear pants. And you can tell somebody. Somebody's like, "What is this thing? What's this run your mouth?" And you you open the door to like conversation about free yes. speech, just like, just like all the other things we do. It's opening those those wonderful uh, Christmas table conversations, yes. kind of like our our shirts um, at our our web store, which is. Um, Breakthebell.bigcartel.com. You can get I Won't Eat Your Bug shirt, uh, the We Are Not Your Pawn shirts. We have the the famous um, uh, Is This Shirt Even Real shirt. Um, all the wonderful conversation starters for, yes, which for the family great, dinner. Yes, re- great around the dinner table. Yeah, so we got Run Your Mouth Coffee. Uh, we've got our shirts. All the that I mean that's as commercialized I guess as we that's, get, yeah. but a lot of a lot of options for Christmas gifts and a lot of options for uh, family dinner table conversation starters. So yes. if you like making like Uncle Joe uncomfortable, wear one of our shirts and give him run your mouth yes. coffee, and you got a double a double hitter there. Yes, you just uh-huh. have to record the dinner conversation. <laughs> you can find links to our sponsor. You can find links to our shirts and our web store and everything at breakthebellpod.com. Go there, check it out, hang out for a bit, shop Christmas shop do all that fun stuff because um, because we have awesome stuff and we, we have awesome sponsors. So yes. make sure you check it all out. We yeah. haven't even mentioned what we're talking about today. Oh, yeah, that's right. We haven't. We're talking about Elon Musk yes. and uh, the uh, leaking of the leaky Twitter files. Yes, yes. Now, it grosses me out talking about leak, leaky anything, but <laughs> I'm going to keep using the word leaky because, sure. <laughs> because it'll keep people's attention. We're going to go... Watch this intro video. Man, I am, like, stumbling over myself. Yes. You need more caffeine? Uh, maybe I had too much caffeine. Oh, okay. I'm going to go okay. watch this intro video, and we, when we come back, we're going to talk about Elon Musk's leaky Twitter files. The so leaky files. It, it'll be interesting. I'm not going to say anything else. We'll just right. get into this intro. Let's do it. Right now. We'll be back. What did you say? You talking to me? What what the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby! Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? 
So we've been in, how long would you say it's been that uh, Musk has had the flagship now? I'd say three months, three months, maybe. Has your opinion of him changed at all in three months? Um, It hasn't really changed. My whole thought was, uh, you know... Let's keep an eye on this guy because I don't think he's the Lord and Savior that right. everybody makes him out to be. I mean, he's doing some some things that I approve of, and then he turns around and does some things. I'm like, yeah, yeah. no, no, I it don't, no. Kind of like sickens me when I see uh, conservatives and Republicans kissing his ass. I mean, we talked about Kanye West last yeah, week. Right, right. Is there any difference? Any yeah, no, no, not at all. all. Not it's at like all. It's like anytime anybody says anything against. The liberal media or the liberal politicians are like, oh, that's our guy right there. That's right. our guy. And yeah. then all of a sudden, he turned, one of them turns around and is like, and about you people. And they're like, right. oh, we never liked Elon Musk. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. a dangerous threat. Right. It's, it's the same on both sides. It it's is. like they kiss yeah. his ass until he, he turns around and says something mm. against them. Yeah. Elon Musk is kind of like we talked about Trump and kind of like we talked about Kanye West last week. Elon Musk cares about Elon Musk. Exactly. And so everything he does is going to benefit him somehow. And I think all of his moves here are somehow strategically, intelligently linked to success of him. Right. Like yeah. to make him hit the headlines, to make yeah. Twitter stock boost maybe, make uh, Tesla stock boost maybe. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, he's, he's, he's a, a brand. Yeah, he's, he's a, a brand. Man. Just yeah. like Trump and, and Con- uh, Ye or whatever. I think that's exactly what you said about this time about Kanye last Probably. week. You're like, you know What's what? It? Kanye's a brand. Yes. That's, that's all okay. he is, is a brand. Well, that, I'm going to have that tattooed on my body yes, He's a brand. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to, your wife's going to see him and be like, Who's a brand? <laughs> Don't worry about it. So ever since uh, he took over Twitter, though, a couple months ago, he's been ruffling feathers. Yeah. And intentionally so, so obviously. Yeah, it's I, like, I think so, yes. I mean, he was always on Twitter, always like kind of trolling Twitter a little bit, but yeah. I think he's stepped up his troll game. He has. Is it? Do you think it's as the owner of Twitter, he should step up his troll game, or do you think maybe he should take more of like a... Side role. Yeah, I think he needs to take a, a, a knee down. Mm-hmm. I think he needs to kind of back off a little bit and let, just let it happen instead of just trying to perpetrate the the, the violence. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he doesn't seem to. No, no, and he won't. He yeah, won't. He doesn't care about ruffling yeah. feathers. He, he insists on ruffling feathers, and sometimes, sometimes that comes to the detriment of the uh, liberal politicians mm-hmm. and the liberal media and we're, then we're all like oh uh, Elon Musk is this great hero right. and it's just like is he though? Right. You well know? how many billionaires do you see that are so active on social media? Right. Yeah that's that's fair too. Yeah. You don't see a lot. You don't Mm-mm. see well you wouldn't find Mark Zuckerberg I don't think super right. but Thank do you God. see Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> active even on Facebook No though? no no. Not really. No, I mean, on Meta see- he might be dancing on tables. <laughs> <laughs> Never, maybe he is. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not I'm, I wouldn't get on there to check. <laughs> right. So uh, this Twitter dump, <laughs> this leaky Twitter dump. That's what I should have titled this: the leaky Twitter dump. Um, I'm going to change the title. Can I? Can I change it in real time? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's possible. Let's let's see. Nope, it's not going to let me change it in real time. Sure. The leaky Twitter dump that. Uh, that came out this late. I mean, it's been the the talk of the news yeah. um, all this week. I mean, is it? We'll get into it deeper. Obviously, we haven't talked at all about it. Right. But what was it? A big smoking gun? Like, from what you read, was it this big smoking gun that 
the right is at least making out to be and what he kind of teased that it would be. Yeah, no, I, I don't think so because it's, it's everything was suspected anyways. It just wasn't exactly it out wasn't of the it open. wasn't suspected, it was known. Yeah, it, it was, was known. Like yeah, known everybody secret. knew what was going on. None of it to me was a super smoking gun. Right. We'll talk about it and then yeah. we'll see if our, our opinions change as we go. But from what I saw, it was, I was yeah. just like, oh, this is it, the hammer's about right, to drop right, and yeah. it dropped and it's just like, Okay, where's the hammer? Right, yeah, right. Where'd the hammer go? So yeah. let's let's just jump right into this. Back in November, Elon Musk teased that he was going to have a leaky dump. <laughs> like, guys, guys, just so you all know, here in a couple days, I'm going to have a leaky dump. <laughs> I'm feeling regular. <laughs> so he teased of this file um, release uh, that was supposed to be all this, like, evidence of free se- free speech suppression. So I, I got this article here. This is from Fox News. Uh, Fox Business, not Fox News. There's a difference. There is. Elon Musk teased Twitter files on free speech suppression. He says the public deserves to know. Starts out, Elon Musk on Monday, so that, like I said, this is back in November. Elon Musk on Monday teased forthcoming files that will reveal how and why Twitter suppressed certain accounts at the expense of free speech. The Twitter files on free speech suppression soon to be published on Twitter itself, Musk tweeted Monday without elaborating. The public deserves to know what really happened. Mm. Sounds like the ultimate teaser. Right, yeah. It's like, this Tuesday on the Twitter files. (laughs) What the public deserves to know. Do you know what really happened? (laughs) Says, critics, particularly those on the right, have long criticized the platform for what they regard as unfair and obscure standards regarding which accounts are censored or suspended. The tech giant permanently banned former President Donald Trump from the platform in 2021, blocked the New York Post story on the Hunter Biden notorious laptop, and locked conservative satire site The Babylon Bee out of its Twitter account in March For awarding transgender Biden administration official Rachel Levine a fictitious Man of the Year award. I didn't realize that's what Babylon B got kicked off for. Last week, Musk responded to a tweet from Alex LaRusso, executive producer of The Benning Report on Newsmax, who argued that Musk should make Twitter's internal discussions to censor the post-Hunter Biden laptop story. So, So this guy, Alex LaRusso from Newsmax, says... Hey, you should uh, make the internal discussion of suppressing the Hunter laptop story. You should make that public. And Musk came out and responded, this is necessary to restore public trust. So it makes you wonder, was this guy just, does this guy put it in Musk's brain? He's like, oh, you know what? That would be a good idea. We should release this. Or was Musk already planning on releasing stuff? And he's like, I need to get a guy to ask a question. It's like... Do you know what would be great, Bill? What's that, Craig? You should, you know, just yeah, like, right. is it really obvious that, I mean, was was this blatantly, like, kind of set up by right. Musk? It's yeah. like, you should ask this question, yeah. and then I'll respond right. to it. By George, you're right. I should. You're not even talking in your microphone. No. By George, you're right. I right. should. There you go. <laughs> Says Musk, who has described himself as a free speech absolutist, said he acquired the platform because it is important to the future of civilization to have a common digital town square where a wide range of beliefs can be debated in a healthy manner without resorting violence. Now, would you say he is a free speech absolutist? I was going to ask you that. No. No. No, I don't think so, because he banned Kanye West yes, for, for posting... realism symbol. Yeah, for posting <laughs> his, like, bizarre 
Nazi slash Jewish logo, right, yeah. and he's just like, this is dangerous. This yeah. is like inciting violence. It's like, that sounds like old Twitter. <laughs> right. It sounds like old Twitter speaking. It's yeah. like, wait, how is this inciting violence? Yeah. Wait, I remember asking that question six months ago to old Twitter. So Musk, new Twitter, is sounding a lot like old, old Twitter. Twitter. Yes. So free speech absolutist, yeah. not so much. Uh, yeah, I mean, if it was truly free speech absolutist and truly a town square... Let him put it out there and let the crowd react. Yeah, let the people yeah. like berate him for exactly. his stupidity yeah. for choosing to choose this. But I, I feel like he misrepresents the term absolutist. Mm-hmm. He, he's not aware of the definition of absolute. Right. That, that means yes. like all free speech. That means everything yeah. is allowed. It's like a free open yes. forum. Like it or not, it's there. Now- are you a free speech absolutist? Do you feel like Twitter should just allow any form of all free speech? I do. Like, including hate speech. Like, yeah. what if, like, 30 Nazis gang up on some Jewish guy and was like, I'm going to fucking kill you, and you think that they, they should just be allowed to just continually do that? Yeah, I do. I I, I feel like I, I think that I do, but at well, some point it's just like... But but I mean, some people some people definitely abuse the it, freedoms. They do, and but if you saw that, would you not come to his defense? I would, sure. Yeah, and I'm sure lots of other people would too. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I feel like it should be a thing, but I also see how platforms yeah. turn really trashy really quick. No, they do, they do, and and I guess that's where you have to say. But I don't think you should say, "Hey, I'm a, a free speech absolutist. We need to have an open forum for all free ideas," and then come back and be like, "Except for that Except one, for your that idea. one, and that one." Yes, right. And that mean, idea. And say, Alex Jones is not allowed <laughs> right. on. And uh, I mean, say it what it is. If you know, it's like, mm-hmm. well, we we want to support like a healthy. So any hate speech, we're gonna kind of phase out. Now, do you believe in? Because um, we'll get into the shadow banning shit. No. What about like? I don't know, like bumping down some of that like hateful shit, not letting it like get really viral. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Because you're, the people that want to find it are going to find it. So you're fine with shadow banning? Yeah. To yeah. an extent. To an extent, yeah. So, but, but again, it, it's okay. And here's the problem though with the shadow banning is that is it going to be like, oh, well, you don't agree with the vaccine so we're gonna we're gonna bump you down here or or oh you you think um trump should be president so we're gonna bump you down here so so where do we draw the line then well but but that's the thing it's like if you're gonna shadow ban what what's your criteria is it is it is it hate speech is it discrimination um or is it is it is it just somebody offering different ideas yeah i See, the whole shadow banning thing, to me, I feel like everything should just be organic anyway. There shouldn't right. be algorithms that, like, right. you know there's algorithms that bump certain posts and oh, make yeah. them viral when it's just like, why am I what? seeing this I constantly? Mean, that's, that's what old Twitter, Facebook, and Google are, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, why, like, it's like, everybody's talking about this. No, it's, you're just yeah, putting that right. out in front of yeah. it. It should be all organic. It's like, yeah. the the hate speech might spread a bit, mm-hmm. but I think it's safe. I, I feel maybe this is just because I'm a white guy. It's safe to say that the the um, the ultra like terrorist type KKK hate speech. It's very minor compared to like everybody else right. out there. Absolutely. So I feel like if it was all organic and there wasn't like, hey, I can pay to get this thing boosted, or mm-hmm. I can. Uh, hack these not hack but like figure out the algorithms to say the right things to get these things to trend if it was just organic mm-hmm. 
it's not gonna it's not gonna get that far. Right. No, and you're right, and you're right. And I guess that's I guess that's what I was meaning as well. So not like a like a forced shadow banning, more of like a or let the the crowd decide what is yeah. worth talking about. That could get dangerous too, but do you want free speech or do you not well, want free speech? I was going to say, I mean, free speech is dangerous. D- d- democracy is a danger threat it, to itself. It is. <laughs> Absolutely, it is. So, that's why it doesn't I, last long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why, uh, what was the, that Time article we talked about mm-hmm. after the election? That was yeah. just like, we had to, we had to yeah. uh, work to protect democracy right. yeah. by, like, basically throwing democracy out the window yeah, for, exactly. for a, a brief moment yeah. to save democracy from itself. Right. So, I mean... It's dangerous. It I mean, is. free speech is dangerous. You, you're. And that's why get... most countries don't have it. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe that's what's wrong with us is we do allow free speech. <laughs> I mean, I sound like I'm talking against it, but I'm being uh, facetious here right. because it is dangerous. I mean, there is the the option that shitty ideas might get out in the public, but yeah, I feel like. We've dumbed down society by telling them, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna make we're gonna think for you and tell you what not to hear and what right. what you should hear." Instead of letting people decide for themselves, because yeah. God forbid they make a dangerous decision well, on their and own. That, and that's the problem we've ran into with things like the the Hunter Biden laptop and mm-hmm. the vaccine is like, well, we thought it was maybe uh, fake news, so we didn't want to put it out there. Right? right. So we've got he he came out and teased, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna have this massive dump." And I'm going to say massive dump as many times as I can <laughs> on here. A lot of the initial dump, at least, seemed to surround the Hunter Biden laptop story. Yes. And that's what <clears throat> what that Alex guy, I can't think of his name, but he was talking about was like, hey, uh, release all the information about the Hunter Biden laptop story. And so I feel like we got we got to rewind a little bit yeah, and, do it. and talk maybe not talk a ton about it but let's just recap what that whole thing was because it's almost the whole key points of that laptop story have kind of been memory hold right because we we think about you know Hunter Biden doing crack and right. um hookers and blow. H- hitting up with hookers and blow save christmas and, and shit <laughs> like that and but we we forget the parts where um he was doing shady deals on the right. behest of his father, who yes. was the vice president at the time. Yes, with shady countries. Yeah, and so let, let's let's. This is the original. This is the yeah. the OG okay. article that wow, got I'm censored. I'm surprised they still Twitter. have that out there. Yeah, it's I, I found it. It's still floating around. This is the New York Post article that got banned from Twitter for like two weeks straight. It says smoking gun email reveals how Hunter Biden introduced Ukrainian businessmen to VP Dad. So right off the bat, you see. Yeah. This has nothing to do with Hunter Biden's hookers and blow. Right. And everything to do with the shady dealings between right. Hunter and his dad and Ukraine and China and Burisma and all, all these shady dealings mm-hmm. that he had. Hunter Biden introduced his father, then Vice President Joe Biden, to a top executive at a Ukrainian energy firm less than a year before the elder Biden pressured government officials in Ukraine into firing a prosecutor who was investigating the company, according to my... My screen's like freezing up. So, so remember, there was like Joe Biden threatened a threatened Ukraine into firing that prosecutor that right. was looking into the Burisma dealings. Right. And then Trump came out and was like, 
basically threatened to withhold certain uh, funding to Ukraine if he didn't give him the info on Biden. And then mm-hmm. Trump got impeached for it because he's um, threatening Ukrainian right. officials and withholding money. And But they, they long o- overlooked the fact that he was doing that in response to Biden doing the exact same damn thing. Only right. this one was for personal reasons. Right. Like his family yeah. business, not like his son. I mean, Trump's was for personal reasons to have juice on Biden right. for the, the election and stuff, but Biden started it. Yes. I mean, I know that's the child it, childish it is, but it's true. It's childish <laughs> excuse there. Well, he started it, but it, that I mean, yeah. Nobody's come out well, I'm sure they have, but nobody came out and impeached Joe Biden over this yet, no. but but we impeached no. Donald Trump or and, we attempted to. Um and uh Shit, what was I going to say? Oh, and that was Twitter's excuses that, well, we learned certain lessons during the 2016 election, so we didn't want to repeat those for the 2020 election. Yeah, the October surprise that always involves mm-hmm. a secret laptop and right. secret email conversations yes. and shit. It's like the same playbook every four years. Yeah. Uh, the never-before-revealed meeting is mentioned in a message of appreciation that v- Vadim Pazarsky an advisor to the board of Burisma allegedly sent Hunter Biden on April 17, 2015, about a year after Hunter joined Burisma board at a reported salary of $50,000 a month. Wow. I need that job. <laughs> right. Well, you need a rich dad who oh, has yes. political contacts. You, know, like a, you need to be the son of a vice president That's of the true. United States. Yes. And then, I mean, what are your, qual- what, what, what are your qualifications for this job? Well, my dad's the vice president right. of the United States. Oh, shit. $50,000 a month. Sound yeah. good to you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds Hookers about right. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving me an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. It's really an honor and a pleasure, the email read. I mean, that's not damning there, but you can tell how there was right. – he was obviously – had the hookups between him and his father. Right. So those emails alone aren't super damning. It's like, no. hey, thanks for allowing me to meet with your father. The damning part is Biden had come out previously and said, I don't know anything about, right. like we've never spoke about his business dealings. Right. I mean, Hunter was already being investigated for some yeah. shady dealings. And Joe Biden's like, don't know anything about it. Right. Well, these emails clearly show it's like you had a fucking meeting with his business partners. What are you talking about? It's like you guys are in business together. Says other material extracted from the computer includes a raunchy 12 minute video that appears to show Hunter, who's admitted struggling with addiction problems, smoking crack while engaging in a sex act with an unidentified woman, as well as numerous other sexually explicit images. No. Those things aren't damning to me. I no, I, that's on probably every celebrity's laptop. I don't give two shits about Hunter Biden's dick right. pics or right. um, his his addiction problems. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you you go look at G.W. Bush's laptop. Well, was there laptops back then? <laughs> no, I don't. His think Palm Pilot. I don't but, know. But if you remember. His Rolodex? His daughters were, were pretty famous for their party exploits. Whose daughter? Oh, uh, GW oh, Bushes. Yeah. So I'm sure if, if video would come out of them and or you know, I mean something. GW is yeah, pretty he was famous quite the party for, animal yeah, he was as, a, as well. He was a Coke addict. He, back he liked in his day. coke. Oh yeah. And, you know, they they all liked it. I mean, how do you think they get to the spot they're in? Right. It's not through hard work, it's right. through hard coke use. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and connections, connections. high high level connections. Yeah. Yeah, Like Hunter Biden and yeah. And Joe. 
the the big guy. You remember they they called yeah. him the big guy. And, and you know the big guy calls himself that. <laughs> I don't want to hear Joe Biden call himself the, <laughs> the big, big guy. guy. <laughs> that's not what that's not what Hunter calls him. You know what Hunter calls him? No. Pedo Pete. Does he really? Hunter calls his dad Pedo. Oh Pete. yeah, there's like a a journal or something out there of or like some text or something he refers to joe as pedo pete oh my and the fact that you haven't heard this means it's not out there nearly enough no look up pedo pete please i'm afraid to (laughs) so so that's kind of a recap that was the story there right that got banned from twitter so that was in october it was released october 14th of 2020 okay so Right before the election. Right. Yeah. Which, if you don't know, the election is the second week in yeah. November. So you're talking three now, weeks. Now, if, if this got out into the public, do you think it would have had an effect on the election with everything well, else going on? Well, it kind of did get out in the public, but then it immediately was fake news. Right. Russian right. hackers, Russian right. bots, Russian... Yep. I remember the Wall Street Journal coming out and, and calling it all fake. Well, you got to realize... Not like, Wall Street like, Journal, I'm sorry, New York Times... Like uh, 2016, we talked. Hey, that was a laptop. The the Wiener laptop. What yes. is it with? What's with it and wieners on laptops? Yeah, um, it's a, a political thing. <laughs> I I guess <laughs> uh, because that. I mean that thing came out in October, right? And then that spiraled into the Podesta emails. That spiraled into Pizzagate. It yeah. spiraled into the Comet Ping Pong, where yeah. uh, guys going in with AR-15s. Trying to find the secret hidden basement in right, uh, right. Comet Ping Pong, and I feel like that whole thing. I feel like there was probably a lot of truth there. I don't want to get kicked off YouTube, but I feel like there was a lot of things thrown in there to make it just look crazy enough to where this thing pops up in 2020, and they're like, "Do you want another PizzaGate, guys? Right, right. Do you really yeah. want another yeah. fucking PizzaGate?" Yeah. And it, uh, I mean, obviously, that was Russian misinfo. This clearly has all the freaking right. earmarks of that same, yeah. uh, of the Pizzagate scandal. So, obviously, right. this is Russian misinfo, right. too. So, instantly, it was deemed fake news. Yeah. And Twitter jumped on board with it. It's like, nope, it's fake news. We're going to ban it for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. Had you had, Do you remember any other period of time where an article, even one... That could have even a blatantly made up article. Let, let's say all this was fabricated, right? To where social media is just like, no, we're not going to allow this. You're not going to be able to share it. You're not even going to be able to like private message it on our account. We're blocking it across the board. Do you do you, have you heard of no. this of any other article? No, no, I have not. What does that do for the article? First of all. Well, it, 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 I think it, it makes people curious. They want to see what it says. <laughs> it some kind of, yeah. especially from the conspiracy theorists. Right. It's like, well, if they're that hardcore about covering this up, there's got to be there's something, something good here. There's yeah. got to be something juicy here. And then more people go looking for the article, mm-hmm. and screenshots are a fantastic thing. Even if this got removed from the internet, it's been at least screen capped oh, yeah. 50,000 times. Yeah. So Twitter locked out the article. And also banned the New York Post completely until October 30th is when they finally were like, eh, I guess I guess we'll let you back on to Twitter. Um, they had, we'll get into this, they had no policies really saying, hey, we're going to block you for this. It was, and it, 
was very based on very little. It's just okay. like, no, no, you're not gonna, you can't post that. You can't say that. And it's like, well, based on what policy? The policy they cited was um, the sharing of hacked information. Hmm. Even though there's no evidence right. or no proof at this time or any time that this was ever hacked information. Right. It was, hey, this was a laptop that got turned over. But weren't they concerned with how how they got the laptop? Oh, because yeah. it was um what was it, a maid found it in a hotel room and gave it to Rudy Giuliani? No, it was somebody had dropped it off to a weird computer oh, repair right. like that's an obscure right. yeah. computer repair guy. Not Just, even Geek City or I, whatever. I feel like it's it's bizarre that Somebody would just go drop off a Hunter Biden laptop to some right. hole-in-the-wall computer repair man. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they probably have their own computer repair guys on, on staff. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's really bizarre how this got out. And then somehow uh, that, that computer repair man was like, you know who I'm going to give this to? Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, because that's the name that pops on my mind. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, you know, this this is pretty, pretty yeah. bad. Uh I'm going to give this to Rudy. <laughs> Why? Yeah, right. Well, you know, he was mayor during uh, 9-11, so. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. So this here talks about Twitter backing down finally on October 30th. Which So you're talking two-week ban of a right. major publication. So it kind of seems like censorship, like um, violation of free speech right. a little bit here. Like the the cover up of certain information, maybe some election meddling. Mm-hmm. Would you call it election meddling at this I, point? I would say so. Yeah, yeah. It says uh, this is from Fox News. It says Twitter lifted its suspension of the New York Post main account Friday, October thirtieth, ending a weeks long standoff after the social media giant punished the newspaper for tweeting its explosive report about Hunter Biden. Big Tech faced significant backlash after Twitter and Facebook attempted to suppress the Post report, which included published emails that allegedly came from Hunter Biden's laptop. Twitter went to extremes by not even allowing users to share the article. So this policy of not even allowing it to be shared mm-hmm. over like private messaging, this is usually reserved for like child porn right, and shit right. like that. Yeah, like yeah. really bad things. It's yeah. just like... Yeah, you can't do that. You can't even share that. We're right. not even allowing this anywhere. And so they chose this thing that was usually reserved for child porn and applied it to Hunter Biden's laptop story. Yeah. That's how serious this was for them. Because maybe they thought that's what they thought it was going to be. <laughs> well, well, I mean, there was Hunter Biden's sex tapes yeah, exactly. out there, but not in the I mean, in the in the laptop, yes. But New York Post wasn't posting right. pictures and of videos. Hunter Biden's dick right. out there in yes. videos of Hunter Biden doing coke or doing blow off some hooker's ass crack or anything like that. It says here, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey admitted this week that his policy of forbidden, forbidding anyone to tweet out the post-Hunter Biden report was a mistake. However, the company's position had remained that the newspaper must delete the original tweet in order to regain access to its account. So it's like, yeah, it was kind of a mistake, but we're not going to let them back on right. until they delete their post. Because yeah, that's our policy. They didn't delete their post, and they fought it, and then two weeks later, finally, were allowed back yeah. on. But by then, the damage had been done. Right. Everybody's already convinced that this is fake news. Right. This is Russian misinformation. This is obviously Donald Trump. Remember, they, they were looking into Rudy Giuliani going to Russia yep. and receiving yep. information from the Russians? Yeah. 
what happened there? Right, yeah. Because I remember us talking about that. It's like, yeah. apparently Rudy Giuliani I, I went to Russia. I think he's still under investigation for that. Really? Yeah. How long is that investigation going to go on for? <laughs> it's the Does government. it matter now? <laughs> I was going to say, by by now they're like, well, shit, we're kind of in it, so we might as well see where it goes. Yeah, it, at what point do they say, I mean, does Giuliani have too much credibility at this point? <laughs> no. Is it, no. like, really? I mean, it's kind of like them keeping after Alex Jones. It's like, right. well, $225 million, that's not enough. Let's go $3 trillion. It's right. like, yeah. the damage is done. Right. Yeah. Let's stop wasting resources yeah. on chasing Rudy Giuliani. Do you think he's Russia? learned his lesson by now? Who? Giuliani or Alex, Alex Jones? Jones. Eh, mm. Probably not either one of no. them. Fast forward to today. Like I said, Elon teases that he's going to release the communication of this. Right. He's like, guys, we're going to do this. Right. You need to see this. It's about trust. Yeah. It's about uh, restoring trust to the company. Right. And that's probably... More than anything, it's not like this needs. It's important that people hear the truth, um, so we can prevent this from happening. It's like I want people to like my company again. Right. Yeah. I want people like from the right to start trusting Twitter again. Yeah. But then you're kind of pissing off. The I was going to say the left. the left is like, yeah, we're going to go to whatever's. But there. are they though? Probably are not. they leaving? No. I keep seeing it's like the people that are like, "Well, if Trump's elected, I'm gonna go to Canada." Yeah, I keep seeing that they're leaving. <laughs> yeah, right, but they're but not I keep leaving. Seeing them still there, yeah, saying they that, keep saying they're gonna leave, but they never go anywhere. Beto is here. Beto hey, says, Beto. "This is pure authoritarianism. It's the stuff of nightmares and revolutions. We're not going to just let it go." But seriously, who's going to hold them accountable? Right. Elon Musk is going to hold them accountable. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing. It's like this is there's real shit in here. But yeah. at the end of the day, does it change anything? Right. Am I change Twitter's policies? Yeah. But the rest of the media is still going to keep doing what the rest of the media does. Yeah. Facebook will keep doing it. Um I don't know. All the rest of them will. I don't yeah. even know. Well, and, and you know, it's going to get to the point where Twitter's kind of like Almost like Fox News or Parler, and they're like, "Oh, well, you heard that on Twitter, so uh, yeah, that well, we count. can't. Can we really trust right, Twitter? Yeah. That's right wing propaganda, yeah, obviously. Exactly. Even though Musk is, I wouldn't even consider Musk right wing. No. He's come out no. and like claimed to be a support communism before. Right. So I don't know what Musk is. Musk no. is Musk. That's, yes, Musk again, is Musk, and and you have to look at him in that microscope. Yeah, right, <laughs> Musk. If he's influencing you, then you need to find new role models. Right. <laughs> Musk uh, cares about Musk yes. and his what, company. How Musk is affected yes. by things. He was probably like somehow affected by this ban. And he's like, I'm going to bring them, all these fuckers down right. for this. So, fast forward to today, December 2nd. So, you're talking a few days ago. It's about the time. first leak dropped. Um, and like, like I said, he. Musk didn't do it because that would kind of be seem like a conflict of interest right. type thing. So Musk, or somebody at Twitter, probably Musk, handed it over to reporters. One being this Matt Taibbi, Taibbi, who, who used to report for Rolling Stone, I oh, guess. Okay. And he used to be like praised by the uh, the left until he started like bashing on both sides, and then all of, all of a sudden he's a right-wing hack. Of course, that's the way it goes. And now they're like, well, he's just he's just a, uh, uh, what's the, a substack. He's just a substack oh, reporter. Okay. He right. Like, he doesn't have credibility. It's like, yeah, but you forget that he was like a major right. reporter for, um, for Rolling Stone and other publications. 
So on December second, like I said, the first the first drop happened, and I I saw this in real time. I'm like, ooh, what the hell is this? Because mm-hmm. it was just like all over my Twitter. So and I my first question was, who the hell's Matt Taibbi? Right. <laughs> well, now we know. Um, it says thread the Twitter files. Um, so I'm not going to read all these because the first ones are just kind of an introduction. It says like. What you're about to read is the first installment in a series based upon thousands of internal documents obtained by sources at Twitter. Sounds like the intro to, like, um, those police dramas. Right, yeah, yeah. What you're about to hear is a true story. This is a true story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's like the Twitter files tell an incredible story from inside one of the world's largest and most... (laughs) It's it's so dramatic. Yeah. It's like just just get on yeah, with right. it, man. What's this freaking story? So now we're at number five. In early conception, Twitter more than lived up to its mission statement, giving people. It's like, come on, come on. It's like post after post after post, leading right. like the buildup was exhausting. And then finally, somewhere down here, he gets into it. it says by 2020, requests from connected actors to delete tweets were routine. One executive would write to another. More to review from the Biden team. They would rep- uh, reply, would come back, handled. So it's like hinting around that Biden's team, not Biden, obviously. He can't right. He can't do things. No. no. Uh, but his Eat team would be like, here, take a look at these tweets. Like, do something about these. Mm. These are problematic tweets. And then they would respond, we handled them. Mm-hmm. So it sounds sounds to me like a little government collusion in a little the, bit, yeah. the censoring of right. certain Twitter documents or Twitter posts says celebrities and unknowns alike could be removed or reviewed at the behest of a political party. Both parties had access to these tools. For instance, in 2020 requests from both Trump's white house and the Biden campaign were received and honored. So it's not a one, yeah, one side. Sides. Thing. Yeah. So it's not specifically pointing out, Hey, uh, the Democrat party is responding. No, mm. both sides were able to reach out to Twitter and be like, uh, I don't really like this post. This post makes me look bad. Yeah. Can you do something about this? And look, it was a late night. I had a burrito. Yeah. I was on the toilet. Right. Can we get rid of this? <laughs> says the system was, however, wasn't balanced. It was based on contacts because Twitter was and is overwhel- overwhelmingly staffed by people of one political orientation. There were more channels, more ways to complain, open to left, well, Democrats than the right. The resulting slant in content moderation and decisions is visible in the documents you're about to read. However, it's also the assessment of multiple current and former high-level executives. Okay, there was more throat clearing about the process, but screw it. Let's jump forward. Can we just, like, we're at number 16 now, and right. we still haven't yeah. got into this. <laughs> Says the Twitter files, part one. How and why Twitter blocked the Hunter Biden laptop story. So, again, sparks from the, right. the laptop story. That's why we focused a little on it on october 14 2020 the new york post published the biden secret emails an ex expose based on the contents of hunter biden's abandoned laptop uh twitter took extraordinary steps to suppress the story removing links and posting warnings that it may be unsafe they even blocked its transmission via direct message a tool hitherto reserved for extreme cases such as child pornography like Mm -hmm. i said White House spokeswoman Kay- uh, Kaylee McEnany was locked out of her account for tweeting about the story, prompting a furious letter from Trump campaign staffer Mike Hahn, who seethed at least at least pretend to care for the next 20 days. That's basically <laughs> what he's saying to Twitter. 
This led public policy executive Caroline Strom to send out a polite WTF query. Several employees noted that there was tension between the comms slash policy teams who had little or less slash less control over moderation and safety and the safety trust teams. So this was her post. Uh, can we are we able to take a closer look here? Thank you. So it's almost like there was lack of communication between them. Like some of them would take down something and like exec some execs would be like, why, why the fuck are we taking this down? What's right. our policy? Like basically what are we going to tell them? If they right. ask why, what are we supposed to say here? Right. So it says, although several sources recalled hearing. Okay. I forgot. It says Strom's note returned the answer that the laptop story uh, had been removed for violation of the company's hacked materials policy. This is what we mentioned earlier. Although several sources recall hearing about general warnings from federal law enforcement that summer about possible foreign hacks, there was no evidence that I've seen of any government involvement in the laptop story. In fact, that might have been the problem. So basically, they're like, well, this is hacked information, but there's no proof. Like, what they're going off of is the FBI or CIA or whoever came down in the summer was like, be on the lookout for hacked information during this election cycle. And then this story came out, and they're like, well, obviously this is hacked information, so we got to get rid of it. And from according to this, the government didn't tell them this, which I still have a hard time believing that the government didn't. And I, I feel like a lot of this leak is like, playing nice to certain individuals. Mm -hmm. Like it's very clearly says a couple times, like there's no proof that the government itself had a hand in right. this, right. even though previously on they were like, well, uh, each political party right. could reach out and say, Hey, this could be problematic. So you're telling me they didn't reach right. out during this one. Right. This big one, this big, the, the, the yeah. big one here. They no no evidence. I mean, maybe they deleted the evidence. Right. Yeah, maybe and they, that would make more sense. Yeah, because you know somebody, somebody's <laughs> somebody was yeah. like, "Dude, kill this now!" Yeah, right. Uh, it says the decision was made at the highest levels of the company, but without the knowledge of Jack Dorsey, with former head of legal policy and trust v Vijaya Gaddy playing a key role. Didn't she become the CEO after he left? That Vijaya Gaddy, I know. Oh she was, yes, yeah, she. Got fired. Was it a he or a she? I thought it was a he. I, I don't fucking know. It's a weird name. Anyway, um, again, kind of may, like not throwing certain people under the bus. I right. find it hard to believe that Jack Dorsey had no idea that this was going on under his right. nose. Yeah. No, I would I would think they would take it to him first. And they point this out several times to, without the knowledge of Jack Dorsey. It's like, yeah. is Elon and Jack Dorsey really buddy-buddy, chummy-chummy? Did Jack Dorsey come out and be like, you know, I know you're going to release this, but can you please not smear my name and right. all this? I'll give you a, a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's right. like, don't mention. If you mention Jack Dorsey, say he didn't know. Right. Yeah. It, well, and, and that seems exactly what it was. Because, again, something this big, something that they're going to go pedo Pete protocols, and they're not going to bring it to Jack Dorsey. I'm going to use that from now on. <laughs> pedo Pete protocols. I'm writing this down. <laughs> Twitter has implemented as pedo Pete protocol. <laughs> what what do, what uh what um requires the pedo Pete <laughs> protocols? Apparently, anything dealing with uh, presidential family, <laughs> just specifically Joe Biden's yes, president. Yes, that that is uh, yes. Can you imagine this story was on the reverse side? Can you imagine if oh, Donald Trump uh, there was like a that like, that shit wouldn't even like, like a, pass go? A, a, it would be 
Don it, Jr. Yeah. laptop got exposed, oh, yeah. and he was doing coke off yeah. some hooker. And or Ivanka, he, he, yeah, Ivanka was hooking up oh, with damn. Burisma <laughs> higher right. executives and introducing. I mean, yeah, it would no like even said, even if it was blatant lie, like oh, fabricated yeah. to its core and came straight from yes. Vladimir Putin's oh, mouth yeah. himself. Oh yeah, yeah, it would not, yeah, it would not pass any protocols. It would be like, oh shit, I'm typing this out now. All over everything. Oh, That's fuck it. all It'd be, you would see is yes. Ivanka Trump yes. did blow off Vladimir. It would Putin's. pop up on the McDonald's drive-up menu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there would be no surprise. No. Like, no emergency protocols, pedo pee yeah. protocols that, that <laughs> would come into play. It would play interrupt here. Disney programming. <laughs> yes, and uh, maybe that's just us um, uh, yeah. being biased, but possibly no, that, that's what would happen. It, it we, is. We saw. We how seen everything. It yes. Everything that Donald Trump, Donald Trump orders a freaking Big Mac. It's yeah. just like, oh, Donald Trump hates the. Yeah, I don't know. He hates vegetarians. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. They they made a story out of everything. Yeah. So if there was actually a story there, it would be. The ultimate yeah. news. Yeah, I mean, yeah. people would be calling for disqualifying him from the presidential oh, yeah. race. Yeah. Trump's in the garage. He's like, I don't know. I just like hitting the button. And they're like, Trump likes hitting the big button. <laughs> so it goes on and says they just freelanced it. So, again, like didn't talk to Jack Dorsey. They just freelanced it. It says it's how one former employee characterized the decision. Hacking was the excuse, but within a few hours, pretty much everyone realized it wasn't going to hold. But no one had the guts to reverse it. You can see the confusion in the following lengthy exchange, which ends up including Gaddy and former trust and safety chief Yoel Roth. Uh, comms official Trenton Kennedy writes, I'm struggling to understand the policy basis for making the, marking this as unsafe. So it says, let's pull this. Let's pull this one up. So Trenton Kennedy says, I'm struggling to understand the policy basis for marking this as unsafe. And I think it's best explainability the best explainability argument for this externally would be that we're waiting to understand if this story is the result of hacked materials. We'll face hard questions on this if we don't have some kind of solid reasoning for marking the link as unsafe. Um, Katie says, will we also mark similar stories as unsafe? Hmm. So basically, like, question, are, are we going to, is this across the board policy right. or is this just specifically for this this story? Yeah. By this point... TB says, everybody knew this was fucked, um, said one former employee. But the response was essentially to err on the side of continu- continuing to err. Um, so the conversation goes on with Yul Roth saying, the policy basis is hacked material. Though as discussed, this is an emerging situation where the facts remain unclear. Given the severe risk here and lessons of 2016, Back to the Pizzagate thing. Again, it's like, we don't want another Pizzagate, so we got to block this. We're erring on the side of including a warning and preventing this content from being amplified. Even if they came out and said, hey, uh, this information has not been verified. Uh, How many times do they do that? They well, have fact checkers. Yeah, they and have. Like, right. And wrong. So, wrong. <laughs> but even if they're like, hey, you can read this, but we're not real, you know, we're, we're not sure where this is coming from just yet. I mean, how many times do you like post or like see a post from Russian Times that it's like this is clearly from Russian right. media? Yeah, you probably shouldn't like believe well, any of this. But but also, how many times after like say a a mass shooting do they jump the gun and they're like, this was definitely a white supremacist, right? <laughs> they find out it's some like yeah. Mexican tranny, <laughs> right? Exactly. In one humorous exchange on day one, Democratic congressman, so a Democrat. Uh, Ro Khanna reached out to Gaddy 
to gently suggest she hop on the phone to talk about the backlash, backlash re-speech. Kano was the only Democrat official I could find who in files who expressed concerns. Hmm. So it says, Gaddy replied quickly, diving into the weeds of the Twitter policy. Um, so given the, the all the bullshit, it says... Congressman Khanna, thank you for reaching out, and we appreciate the heads up. We put out a clarifying thread of tweets earlier this evening to explain our policy around the posting of private information and linking directly to hacked material. The press secretary account was not permanently suspended. We request that she delete the tweet containing material that is in violation of our rules. I'd be happy to jump on the phone if helpful. My team in D.C. are copied here and are available to discuss. Did you say Jessica and Laverne? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so that was her post to Congresswoman yeah, because or the, Congressman Kana. Yeah, and because that Congressman was like, um, is this okay? Because this doesn't Should seem right. Should we do this? This yeah. seems, uh, and, she, and um, who was it? Gaddy. Mm-hmm. responded, you know, uh, here's all our bullshit policy that right. we base this on, so I'll be happy to discuss it with you. But Kana, Congressman Kana was like, no, I I, I don't think so, uh, because it says, it says, hope you're well, uh, Vijaya, but this seems a violation of the First Amendment principles. If there is a hack of classified information or other information that could expose a serious war crime and the New York Times was to publish it, I think the New York Times should have the right. A journalist should not be held accountable for illegal actions of the source unless they actively aided to the hack. So the re- the restrict... So to restrict the distribution of the material, especially regarding a presidential candidate, seems... Not in keeping with the principles of the New York Times versus or the NYT versus Sullivan, which I'm oh. guessing is New York Times. I, mean, I like this kind of. Where's uh, this person from? I'm not sure. Hmm. I say this as a total Biden partisan and convinced he didn't do anything wrong, but the story now has become more about censorship than relatively innocuous emails, and it's becoming a bigger deal than it would have been. So basically, it's like you're making this. Right. So much like worse. Like talked about. You're yeah. making this so much bigger. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's anything here, but you're making it mm-hmm. so much bigger. So, I mean, we don't have to read all this shit, but you see... Yeah, this, kind of this the is, thinking. This is the initial... Smoking gun, though, in all this? No, I don't think so. Like I said, this is something everybody knew. It just wasn't... You know, it wasn't... We weren't given the uh, the 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 backbone of what their thinking was behind it. But we knew what they did. Yeah, I mean, this just, like, adds some credence to it, adds some context to it. and Does it do them any favors, do you think? I mean, by showing, like, well, you know, it could be hacked, and we have a policy against this, so maybe we shouldn't, you know, we should, you know, redirect them or something. I mean, does does it make it seem like Twitter, like, was justified? No, but I I think what this does do, like we again we all knew this shit. Yeah, we, all, we this shit we already knew. But to like make it so blatantly obvious, hey, this is a real thing. All it's doing is just sparking so much outrage right. to the point. Like Elon Musk talked about, we need to have free and open speech so we don't have this over polarized like polarized um, social media echo chambers do no good. And then this comes out and it's like, well, you just Re- reignited something right. that kind of was right, kind of done. Yeah, it was it was a done yeah. deal. We we knew it was there. You didn't yeah. have to tell us. Right now, right. 
Does do you think it changes anybody's minds on the other side though? No. No, they don't care because they'll find ways to justify things. Now, I did see a, a, a an article that was like I think it was like 12% of Democrats said that if they would have known about the story, they wouldn't have voted for oh, really? Joe Biden. I, I don't know if I believe that. I don't, because a lot Based of- on people's politics these days, right. it doesn't matter. Uh, like Donald Trump said, I could go out and fucking murder somebody in the streets and right. nobody's going to care. Right. Same well, I, on both sides. And a lot of, a lot of um, Facebook posts I saw from friends that were liberals were, who cares what a family member does? That's not who we're voting for. We're voting for Joe Biden. But, so. when, but again, we're, we're overlooking- the main part of that article, which was right. this has a lot to do with Joe Biden. It's yes. not just Hunter right. Biden. It's not just the laptop. Yeah. It's not just the cover but, up the of the story. Right. And but I, I feel like that's where if it, covering the story the way they did, or not covering the story the way they did, the thing that got kind of misconstrued was the fact that this, like you said, this has a lot to do with Biden and not Hunter. Because mm-hmm. like you said, nobody cares if Hunter is doing blow off a hooker's ass. No, nobody right? cares But at they all. do care the fact that that Biden is getting kickbacks for turning over national business or right. giving up land or... Because do you think the New York Post would have even reported on Hunter Biden's doing blow off a hooker's no. ass? I mean, That's maybe... more the Inquirer. Yeah. Maybe well, Breitbart. Well, after this, remember they got deemed a tabloid. Yes, so yeah. so right. maybe tabloid rag. Be, being that they are a, such a tabloid, maybe they would. But yeah. uh, but the the headline of that article said nothing about the illegal right. like activities, uh like the yeah. substance abuse or uh the hookers or anything right. like that. The headline was uh connection between Joe Biden and yeah. all these business connections. And, and, and like you said, the same thing that Trump got nailed on with the Ukrainian guy mm-hmm. is the same thing that Biden got away with fine. Right, exactly. But we can't talk about that because right. it's uh, Russian misinformation. Now, I talked about how this dump, all it's going to probably do is inflame people even mm-hmm. more, make people even more enraged. Right. Very first person enraged. Donald Trump. Oh, really? Did you hear what he said about this? Oh, yes. Yes, I did see that. Yeah. I don't know the context. Like, that, how, And that's what I don't know is the context of it because... Nobody else is talking about this yeah. except like CNN. Yeah. But basically, CNN says that Trump calls for the termination of the Constitution be- over this. Yeah. Now, I, if this is real and I could see him spouting off the his mouth and yeah. saying this in a, a fit of rage... Does that solve our problems with censorship and free speech? Um, it makes it worse. <laughs> Says former President Donald Trump called for the termination of the Constitution to overturn the 2020 election and reinstate him to power Saturday in a continuation of his election denialism and pushing of fringe conspiracy theories. Uh, now, now let me ask you, do you throw the presidential election results of 2020 out and declare the rightful winner? You got to, I mean, he's got all caps, so we got to, oh, yeah. rightful winner. You know those little hands are swinging. <laughs> or do you have a new election? A massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. Now, what's he basing that off of? Um, I do believe that's what he said. Uh, no, I, I do believe he said that, too, because that seems exactly like he, what he would say. But I mm-hmm. think that just shows his ignorance of of why he had people helping him. Because <laughs> we, know, we know we had Donald Trump as president during yes. the, uh, the, the riots of 2020. And right. he was like, 
I'm going to impose martial law. Right. And we're like, no. Yeah, don't, no. Uh-uh. Do you, no, just stop. Yeah. Like, no, that, and then he comes out, he's like, do you know what we should do in response to election fraud is we should overturn the Constitution. What? Stop. It's like, you're kind of getting somewhere. Yeah. And then you're like, throw out the Constitution. And we're like, <laughs> yeah. all right, there's Donald Trump again. Yep, exactly. Now, do you think there's enough here to say election fraud, throw out even the election results? No. Like based on the, the Twitter no. The the Twitter leaks here. Again, we no. all knew it. Yeah, we all knew it. We all knew yeah. that they were suppressing certain information. Yeah. And that, this is, again, I mean, it's a, a private company. I guess they're allowed to. Yeah. And even, I guess if you if the DNC was, like, buddy-buddy with Twitter and was like, here, let, let's shut that up because, I mean. If there was an exchange of money, right? Okay, here's uh, here's $20 million to keep this buried in, for another three weeks. Maybe. Maybe. So what would the solution be? Do you have a new election? Do you have? Do you say nope? No, Donald Trump should have won, or do you just let it ride? You for gotta the let night? it ride. It, I mean, what's like, done is two done. Two more years. Yeah, two more years. Good, to be good really... luck, man. You got. I, I wish you wouldn't run next time, but if you got to, you got to. I mean, this could be like perfect ammunition for Trump in twenty twenty four. Absolutely. But then he th- runs his mouth and throws out. We got right. to. Uh, Terminate yeah. rules and, and, in the Constitution. Yeah. And, and that becomes like, a soundbite for the next election for the other side. Now. Yeah. It's like, well, you remember- do you really want a president who wants to throw the Constitution out? Yeah. This guy has denied election results for two plus yeah. years, four years, and by 2024, he will have denied it for four years. Right. Because he's not stopping. No. And, no. and well, first he incited uh, an insurrection, right, a violent in insurrection 6th. on January 6th, and he called for the termination of and, the Constitution. And him saying that- Leads credence to the fact of people saying that he led an insurrection. Well, this even, I think they even get into that on this because um, where somebody said it, oh, it was Liz Cheney, no less, a, a Republican of said um, that, so this was her tweet, Donald Trump believes we should terminate all rules and regulations and articles, even those found in the Constitution, to overturn the 2020 election. That was his view on 1-6 and remains his view today. Yeah. No honest person can now deny that Trump is an enemy of the Constitution. Good job, Trump. He's making it really hard to deny that he's yes. an enemy of the Constitution. But, but, but remember, I mean, when we went through the election thing and, and the blue books and how they saved democracy, they knew exactly what they were doing with giving Trump enough rope where he would hang himself. Yeah. And, and he continues... To hang himself. <laughs> maybe that was Musk. Maybe Musk is actually an enemy of Trump, and that was his, right? his whole thing here. Right? It's like, I'm going to release enough. It doesn't really say much more than we already knew, yeah. but it's proof, and it's going to just infuriate Trump to the point where he just commits political suicide. Right. And overnight, he did. Oh, absolutely. He's like, sit well, on the toilet, and he's like, overthrow constitution. <laughs> it's like... Do we really want to stand for a constitution that that just like yeah it's like <laughs> right stop just put your fingers to bed yeah put your tiny thumbs to bed yeah stop just stop talking <laughs> yeah. I don't know what do you think of this this so far the the Twitter dump yeah I mean it makes you wonder like okay so is Musk is Musk really trying to set himself up as kind of like the savior of the people I mean is that or at least the right wing. I mean, is that what? Because that that almost seems like what he's really going for. It does, and I, I don't know. 
I, mean, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out what must end game is in all right. of this. Right. Like, yeah. what does he have to gain by releasing this information? Right. Did, I mean, maybe his thought process is pe- more people will trust Twitter and they'll jump back on Twitter. They'll right. know that I'm trying to make real change. But then you got the people on the other side that supported Twitter for right. the last decade right. that are like, well, he's a he's a threat to democracy and blah 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 because he's allowing this hate speech. He's um, and I saw people that were like he's putting people's lives in danger by posting these emails with their names and shit Is like that. Did? I mean, well, I mean, you know, there's probably a lot of people that hate these people. Well, probably, but I mean, do you think anybody hates them enough that they're gonna? I guess there are crazy. People there are out crazy there. people out there. There are crazy people out there. So, do you think that? I mean, maybe he's secretly like he's he's doing this on the public side, but on the private side, he's like setting up the algorithm where you get to see all the leftist liberal stuff. <laughs> maybe, maybe what he's doing, and this is, I mean, not outside of the realm of comprehension. Maybe what he's doing is testing to see how people respond to stuff, so yeah. he can program his algorithm to respond yeah. in kind. Because we yeah. we talked about that. After January 6th. After January 6th. Yeah. Like, all these people posting this shit, I mean, you're just, you're programming the algorithm mm. for them. You're right. And maybe he posts these outlandish, bizarre things so he could be like, let's see what my algorithm thinks of this, or how can we respond to this? You know, yeah. like, he is, he's posting things to generate severe responses. Right. Yeah, and that would make sense. And it could be dangerous if Elon Musk really isn't on our side like he says. I mean, you're talking... About the the guy that came out like two weeks ago and said that the FDA is almost about to approve uh, brain implants. Yeah. That's scary shit there. Yeah. And this guy is like, maybe he's maybe he's trying to program his his AI bots. Yeah. To be more realistic. And he's trying to generate the most like extreme responses from people. And he's just like programming this into my ai bot <laughs> yeah no i mean that that is that's very feasible so i i don't know it seems like since he took over twitter it's like yeah. everything is to generate like severe responses yeah like, i think there was something he had he had posted something like uh oh gosh was it something about um who was on the naughty list and then he said uh fauci or oh yeah yeah and i was gonna get there he oh, said okay. uh i think i got that to it well i mean we'll just we'll just pull it up now sure we got to get to break, but we'll pull it up. Oh, he pronouns, tweeted out it. last week, or earlier this week, uh, my pronouns are prosecute slash Fauci. Yeah, yeah. And what was he planning to gain from this? Right. You're talking about the guy that last year posted this. To be clear, I do support vaccines in general, and COVID vaccines specifically. The science is unequivocal. Hmm. In very rare cases, there's an allergic reaction, but this is easily addressed with an EpiPen. Hmm. What Very science? Is, what science is he basing that off of? Right. Like, what what side effects is he basing that off of? Because um, even as early as last year, when he posted this, there was all kinds of evidence of uh, brain clots and right. blood clots and strokes and uh, myocarditis mm-hmm. and all these things out there. But all that can be solved with an epipen, right. didn't you know? Now, this person. Uh, Re- Representative Dean Phillips re- responded to his my pronouns are prosecute Fauci said it's America you can select any pronouns you damn well please but Anthony Fauci has likely saved more human lives than any living person in the world wow shame on you wow 
Man, he is on the cult. He's no on the Fauci doubt. cult. He Hardcore. went to the movie like three times. Holy fuck. <laughs> Saved more human lives than any living yes. person in the world. Now, that's not what we're here to talk about, but you brought it up. So yeah, I no, no. I, I, yeah, but I was, I was way off on the tweet. But yes, something like that, though, is quite inflammatory. Yeah. Now, do you see too many posts from Elon Musk? Because he talks about, he's like, I want to make this uh, free for all, like where everybody can equally share opinions and live in perfect right. harmony and hippity dippity yeah. shit. But then he throws out these super inflammatory or like right. super like charging posts. Yeah. And it's just like, let's see how this one works out. Right. And yeah. Again, it's Elon Musk. He's got ulterior motive. Yes. He's programming brain chips. He's programming AI bots, maybe even his Tesla cars. He wants right. to. Maybe teach them how to respond to road rage or something. You know, like <laughs> right, yeah. you can. He's he's got his yes. AI learning from everything. Right. No, he definitely has an agenda. Yes. So that was the first Twitter dump. Um, there was more. Like I think we're up to five now. Okay. But it gets kind of dicey from here because there was a weird delay between the first and the second, and we got to go to break because we're well over that time. But um, I want to get into that that delay and what happened and it had to do with the lawyer that you brought up and so um we'll get into that here in just a few minutes we're going to take two or three minutes to uh freshen up powder our noses and uh when we come back we're gonna leak if you will take a take a leaky dump if you would just like elon musk and twitter um but make it make it a short one because we'll be back in a couple minutes we'll be right back Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remster W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence to new ways to develop rugged individualism to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey everybody, I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast, that is Goulash Media, that can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. Talking about the Twitter dump, the leaky, leaky Twitter dump. So, evidence of uh, like blatant abuse of the First Amendment. Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I don't know if I'd even call it necessarily, unless you can point out like 
that the government was involved in the suppression of this. I don't yeah. think Twitter banning it is suppression of free speech. If now the government came out as like, uh, you can't allow this yeah. article to post. Now that is suppression of free speech. Yeah. It is suppression of free speech by the company, but it's not right. a violation of the First Amendment because right. oh, it's, it's a private platform. Right, and they can decide what they want to publish. Yeah, yeah they can. I mean, whether you like it or not, they they can right. say, you know, we're not going to allow this on here. Right, yeah. But but the, the problem is everybody always cries election meddling on both sides. And mm-hmm. I could see this as some form of blatant election meddling yeah. now. When, it, when a tech company gets so big and powerful and they can blatantly, like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, like, shift votes to right. their, their bidding, that, that, that's, that's a yeah. problem to me. And, uh, and I would say Twitter and Facebook are both companies that can do that. Google? Google, Google does is Google. guilty of it, yes. too? I mean, they're big enough companies that, uh, big enough platforms that, yeah, you can, uh, you can uh, withhold some information and, and mm. clearly... Yeah, at least influence the outcome of an election. Yeah. Maybe not completely like persuade an election, but you can at least influence an outcome of an election. I, I would say that they could definitely influence a certain uh, percentage of the population. You know, especially I mean, look how many younger people come out and be like, "Well, I saw on TikTok." Right. It's true, but are those people, even if this story came out, are those same people are? Again, it comes down to: Are they still not going to vote? Are they? Would they? Would they have turned around and voted for Donald Trump because this story no, came out? No, no, because Donald Trump was the ultimate evil in the world. Yeah. So, so anything used to to get Trump out was considered a force of good and worth it. So I don't know. I'm not saying that they should or shouldn't, or they should have done this. They obvious. This clearly yeah. should not have happened. Right. But I don't. And yes, I do think. Not just this instance. Yeah, this, this might have, by suppressing this story, it might have had some influence on the election. I don't think yeah. it had a bit major influence. Because, again, it the story became bigger because yeah. it got suppressed. Now, would you say that, do you, would you say that um, Hillary's emails influenced the election back in 2016? Um, I think it influenced a lot of conspiracy theorists. Sure. I think by the time the conspiracy theorists got done with it and then the people made it as big as it was, I think the general populace didn't want anything to do with it. Right. I don't think it really – I don't think it influenced the election. The way, the way I saw this one with the uh, the, the Hunter Biden uh, laptop is a lot like – so in the past uh, – I'm going to use football as an analogy, whereas um, like uh, a game would be influenced by a um, pass interference call. Okay. Sure, okay. And and so people would get pissed and they'd be like, you know, a, a playoff game should not be cons- um, decided on a, a penalty call. And so then it gets to a point so where... So do you just have no penalties in playoff games then? Or? Well, they, they do, but when it comes to like the last, you know, couple minutes, I, I think they're really careful with what right. they call, you know, because they don't want to be that ref that calls a penalty and then all of a sudden the game is decided on that. And then, so I can see that almost with this, like... Shit. Well, you know, the last election kind of got called on this, so we really want to I be mean, careful I, with what we release on this one. I feel like they used that as an excuse. Oh, I agree, and I, I feel think like they'll keep using that. I feel like the left used the Hillary 
uh, emails, and they always will yeah. use the Hillary emails as the reason why right. Hillary the lost. Fact is I don't liked think, her. <laughs> I don't think Hillary lost because of those emails. No, no, I don't think anybody was persuaded to not vote for her because of those emails. I, I agree. think it probably solidified people's hatred of Hillary. Right. But again, they can keep pointing back at that and be like, "Well, obviously, if that hadn't happened, same right. with same with like a a bad call." Now, did the bad call or did the the pass interference call did like did that in the end determine right. the game? No, maybe not. Maybe you don't know. Right. I mean, there's no evidence either way because we can't live right. Go back and redo that. Even if we did go back and try to play it out, I mean, all these other outside factors are going to play in that right. didn't happen. The wind could be different, or the weather could, the temperature could right. be. So you can't like go back right and in uh, a perfect like perfectly redo that right. scenario uh, to uh, say whether or not it would And have. like a candidate, I would say that a good football team is not does not win or lose based off of a call like that. Mm-hmm. Right? They find ways to overcome. Hillary was a bad candidate and that's why that happened. So, you know, but she she you till the day she dies, she's going to swear that it was Trump and Russian collusion, right? Yeah, and the, the email hacks and right, all right. yeah. And so yeah, I can see where they point back at that for the Hunter Biden laptop. They're like mm-hmm. We lost an election, obviously, because of the email um, hack, Russian hack, collusion, right. whatever. Do we want this to happen again? Right. No, let's suppress this shit. Right. So, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're on the side that says Hillary only lost because of the email scandal, right. yeah, you, part of you would be like, suppress and, these emails. And, and I would argue that the majority of the people, including Jim Baker, probably believe that. Yeah. Oh, obviously. Yeah. Now, the say on the 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 flip side, though, I also don't believe that the uh, Twitter banning this this article um, is what made Joe no. Biden win. There, <laughs> there was so much other forms right, of right. cheating out yeah, there. Yeah. Right, exactly. This was very minuscule. <laughs> we can't even say that, or yeah. we might get kicked off as election deniers. But I feel like there's plenty of cheating on both sides. Yeah. And somebody just cheated a little bit better. Right. And yeah, and we won. went through the playbook, so we know how good it was. Yeah. So you keep bringing up Jim Baker. Yeah. Because, like I said, the first batch was released, and then that TEB guy was like, second batch to come. Well, there was like quite a de- significant, like, couple day delay. Mm hmm. In the second batch, and it's come out that because this is how it, this is how it worked. Elon Musk didn't just release them, like we said, right? And he didn't just hand them off to a reporter. He would turn them over to lawyers who would determine, like, so so there's right. some kind of legal proceeding to turning this over, so yeah. he couldn't get his ass sued. Turns out one of these lawyers happens to be one of the lawyers that was involved in suppressing the story to begin with, hmm. as well as being a top lawyer for the FBI who was involved in the whole Russia collusion story to begin with. And Ironic. Very, like, small world, you yes. know? yeah. The funny thing is Elon Musk didn't know this when he hmm. handed him over. So really? let, let's get into this story because it says... Uh, Elon Musk fires Twitter lawyer Jim Baker, who was involved in censoring the Hunter Biden laptop and the Russian probe. So it says Elon Musk said that Twitter's former deputy general counsel, Jim Baker, so he's like high up on their legal legal team. uh, Jim Baker was exited from the company on Tuesday after revelations about his role in the platform's handling of the Hunter Biden laptop story. Journalist Matt Taibbi published internal communications over the weekend that took place among Twitter's top brass in October 2020 about how to deal with the New York Post publication of materials on the Hunter Biden laptop. 
Baker was involved in discussions about whether the laptop falls under Twitter's hacked material policy. So this is a quote from Baker. I support the conclusion that we need more facts to assess whether the materials were hacked. At this stage, however, it's reasonable for us to assume that they may have been and that caution is warranted. So he's pretty much like, we don't know if it's hacked, but I think it's safe to say it was. So let's ban the shit out of this. Baker was responding to a Twitter executive who was wondering whether they could truthfully claim that the laptop story was part of the policy. Before joining Twitter, Baker also worked as general counsel at the FBI, where he was a key figure in the Bureau's investigation into alleged Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. Attorney Michael Sussman met with Baker in 2016 and presented purported data in white papers that allegedly demonstrated a covert communication channel between the Trump Organization and Alpha Bank, which is based in Russia. So he's a key figure in the whole Russia yeah. collusion story. Yeah. Like they, there was handoffs of papers directly to him. He wasn't yeah. just like, um, like an advice, like a legal advisor or something. It's like, yeah, you know, maybe this looks. No, he was like, ooh, I got these papers. Says Sussman was accused of telling Baker he was not doing work for any client, but later billing Hillary Clinton campaign for the work. Sussman was acquitted earlier this year on one count of making false statements to the FBI. Baker was also personally involved in the FISA warrant application to surveil Carter Page, who was working as an aide to former President Trump in the 2016 campaign. The application relied heavily on the discredited Trump dossier. Baker later admitted that his role in the Page FISA application was unusual. Taibbi said Tuesday that he and another journalist, Barry Weiss, were dealing with obstacles to new searches when Weiss discovered that Baker was responsible for releasing the files over the weekend. The news that Baker was reviewing the Twitter files surprised everyone involved, to say the least. Uh... Musk later, it says must tweeted later, but I think it's supposed to be Musk. Musk tweeted later on Tuesday that Baker's explanation for his involvement was unconvincing. Um, Representative James Comer, a Republican from Kentucky, told Fox and Friends on Monday that the House Oversight Committee will likely call Baker and Twitter execs to testify about their handling of the laptop story. So it says Baker and... Vijaya Gaddy are probably two most high-profile Twitter employees that we want to hear from. So he's pretty pretty heavily involved in this. Yeah, yeah. Now, again, unknown to Musk, the owner of Twitter. Right. Handing off, like, he doesn't realize, like, one of the top legal right. people in his company happens to be one of the most prominent people in this case involving the New York Post. Yeah. The banning of the New York Post article. He yeah. didn't know that. I, I believe that. You I do. do. You do. I do. Yeah, I do. I, I you didn't. I, you believe that when he handed off to his legal team, this name uh, never came up. Jim Baker never came I, up. I, I believe he probably didn't pay attention. I, I, it probably popped up here and there, but I, I don't think he actually went through it himself. Is it possible? Is it possible that maybe Musk was like, this guy was involved. I want to fire him. But it's not going to be a big ordeal to just like a month ago be like, hey, I'm firing Jim Baker for his uh, because of his mishandling of this thing. Mm -hmm. Or does he wait until this this Twitter leak comes out and he's like, oh, oh, shit, that's the guy. 
and yeah. have this like public execution of yeah. Jim Baker and, and that's, in the and public that's possible. square. That's possible, knowing Musk. I mean, he calls it the public square, right. so yeah. in the public square, we have to have public, public executions. executions. Yep. So the first and foremost being yeah. Jim Baker. Right. There's somebody I got to fire, and I don't know. It's not going to be you and not going to be you. I oh, mean, when it comes whoa, to a guy whoa. that likes to make a big ordeal out yeah. of all things, Everything. this would be how he would do it. He wouldn't yeah. be like, I mean, he fired that guy on Twitter. Right. I mean that that was that wasn't a big ordeal, but it was a big ordeal because he fired him on right yeah. on a Twitter social post. media. Yeah, but then we got this huge guy that not only was responsible part responsible for the censoring of the New York Post thing, he also was heavily involved in the Trump dossier, yeah. the Trump Russia collusion, and all this shit. And so it's just like I've got my freaking sacrificial lamb right yeah, here, and I'm possible. going, I'm going, to, I'm going to make a thing of it. That's that's way i see that it probably yeah. happened and i i could see that i could see that and i'm okay with that this yeah. guy deserves to be publicly oh, lynched. yeah he, he should have not literally but figuratively yeah. publicly. I, I, as a lawyer and, and i mean you know legal ethics yeah he should have recused himself and be like look i had a lot to do with the whole russian thing i need to step down from this i can't really be involved in it but it sounds like it was delayed because he was kind of going through it and seeing right. like making what, sure he can't get making sure it's on the up and up, you know. Yeah. Because I mean, if if he had any like if he was like throwing out papers or something before he handed them over, yeah. then I mean that that's a pretty big fucking deal. It is. I it doesn't say specifically like what he did in this process. It just says he was involved in yeah. the the handoff between Musk and the reporters. And yep. that just kind of seems like a conflict of interest. A little bit. Makes little you, bit. Yeah, it does make you wonder, is he filtering through it to yeah. get rid of anything it's with like, his okay, name on it? Okay, we're going to shred these and we're going to black out this here and this. <laughs> <laughs> Redact this here. Yeah. And so, I mean. <laughs> Musk gets in. He's like, I don't know who this lawyer James B is, but man, he's got to go. <laughs> well, it kind of, it kind of. Did come down to that, like there was like this delay, and Barry Weiss was the one that pointed it out. Supposedly, yeah. it was like, "What guys? What's the holdup?" And they're like, "Well, it's been uh, we're waiting for Jim." Yeah, she, he's redacting certain things that he thinks yeah, shouldn't she, be out. <laughs> Barry Weiss, was, she was like, "Jim, like Jim who?" And they're like, "Jim B." And they're like, "No, Jim who?" And they're like, "Well, it's Jim Baker." And she's like, "What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jim who?" Uh, the Jim Baker. Get him on the phone now. <laughs> yes. Does Musk know about this? Yeah. <laughs> Musk is like, no, I didn't know anything about this. He probably intentionally handed. He's like, Jim, come here. Yeah. <laughs> Look these over. Tell me if there's anything we His need to keep out. His name's like right on the cover. <laughs> yeah, it's the top, the top email file that was released. Yeah. It's like, damn, Jim Baker said that. He's like, just look this over and hand it off yeah. to Barry Weiss and uh, Taibbi. And he's yeah. just like, oh, shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> He was, yeah. Uh, is everything okay? Is there something you see in there? <laughs> it's like being handed a gun in Russian yeah. roulette. It's just like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, he had to know it was coming. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. You, I, I do find it bizarre. I think there's more to the fact that Jim Baker worked for the FBI and then went and worked as legal for Twitter right. than anything else yeah. in this. And there's a lot of connections between Twitter and the FBI that, yeah. I mean, they're mentioning... But they're kind of, I mean, it's not as big as, oh, the free speech suppression and this and that. Yeah. Because there was the one guy, he was a Twitter exec. Apparently, around the election, this Twitter executive met with the FBI on a weekly basis. 
Like a weekly, and he like bragged about it. Hmm. His name, it was the Yul Roth guy. He was oh, in okay. a couple of the the, yeah. the communications we read yeah. a little bit ago. But um, this was this was one of his communications that they they released. He says, "Very boring business meeting that is definitely not about Trump." Winky face. <laughs> Pretty much, he said. I don't know what that was in response to. Then he goes on to say, in all caps, "Definitely not meeting with the FBI." I swear. Wow, he's horrible. He is. I mean, <laughs> bragging about hey, yeah. Twitter is um, going back and forth with the FBI, and again, then. We saw in the first leak that they're like, there's no real proof that the government was involved in this. But there is proof that the that Twitter during that time was weekly having weekly meetings with the FBI and but had nothing. I, yeah. Like, wh- where do you take that when it's almost like they're covering their ass enough to say uh, the government didn't. It was mostly just employees, but yeah. the employees were meeting, meeting with the, with the government. Yeah. yeah. Says Roth also cites a weekly sync with FBI, DHS, DNI, and a separate set of messages, and a report from the FBI concerning two tweets and another. And I'm pretty sure those tweet two tweets were Donald Trump tweets that were in Probably. question yeah. that the FBI sent him. And it's like, hey, hey, look at these. And yeah. he's like, got it. Um, it says. This post about the Hunter Biden laptop situation shows that Roth not only met weekly with the FBI and DHS, but with the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. Says the documents also show an unnamed employee asking policy director Nick Pickles. That I mean, that should be the story in itself. That yes, the policy name. director's name was Nick Pickles. Yes, that, that's on uh, that's on uh, par with uh, the uh, informant Deep Throat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Says documents show unnamed employee asking Nick Pickles if Twitter should say the company dis- detects misinfo through ML, human review, and partnerships with quote unquote with outside experts. Mm-hmm. Um, the employee goes on saying, I know that's a sil- been a slippery process. Not sure if you want our public explanation to hang on that. So he's like, So we put it in our policy that we've. Uh, detected this as misinfo from partnerships with outside experts. Pickles goes on to say, to ask if they can just say partnerships, adding, I'm not sure we describe the FBI and DHS as experts. Wow. Wow. So it says the new documents reveal the internal discussions around Twitter's decision to ban former President Donald Trump from the platform after the Capitol riot. One message said, we currently analyze tweets and consider them at a tweet-by-tweet basis, which does not appropriately take into account the context surrounding. It continued, you can use yelling fire into a crowded theater example. Context matters in the narrative that Trump and his friends have pursued over the course of this election, and frankly, the last four years must be taken into account. Hmm. So, I, I don't know. You could say that this was just... The employees, kind of their biasness doing this, but right. there's clearly, yeah, there, there's info collusion coming in from yeah. the, the government, info right. coming in from Homeland the FBI. And the FBI. I mean, you got like at the time, you had Peter Strzok, who was clearly biased against Donald Trump. Yes. Yeah. In the FBI. Well, I guess that was in 2016, but yeah, the but FBI still. was known at the time yeah. to be clearly, blatantly against Donald Trump and, and they didn't care yeah. who knew it at the time. Right. And and I would say that those roots probably are still there. Oh yeah. I mean that I think that part's more damning than anything. 
is that they were weekly meeting with with I had a partnership with so-called experts, you yeah. know, not calling the FBI and DHS experts, but they were meeting with them to determine certain I mean, to me that's more damning than what I think so they just too, released. but we're not focusing on that nearly as much. Yeah, no. But uh Taibi goes on, he says to, um the documents show that in 2020, Twitter was deploying a vast range of visible and invisible tools to rein in Trump's engagement long before January 6th. The ban will come after other avenues are exhausted. So they were trying to get him removed before. Mm-hmm. Like their whole premise of removing him was the inciting of the riots on. I mean, that was just the straw that broke the camera's right. back. But this says that they were clearly trying to censor him and ban him long before yeah. That doesn't surprise months, me at all. At least months before yeah. uh, January 6th ever even happened. So, I don't know. There's there's a lot of shit here. Yeah. So, then you get the... So, that was the holdup was the FBI lawyer guy kind of mm-hmm. held up. But then, it seems like it's been like every single day they've released another dump. They've right. taken a daily dump. Um, That's probably good. I'm not going to read thoroughly into them, but... Like the second one was about visi- visibility filtering hmm. or shadow banning. Right. <clears throat> so it says December 8th, Barry Weiss released the second installment addressing a practice referred to as visibility filtering by the previous Twitter management. Weiss said a high level team known as Site Integrity Policy, Policy X. Ex- Escalation support, which included Twitter's chief legal officer, head of trust and safety, and the CEO. And the CEO, would that have been Jack Dorsey at the time? I think so, yes. Um, was in charge of making decisions about accounts that were politically sensitive, quote-unquote. Talk specifically about the libs of TikTok being banned for uh, kind of making fun of transgenders and stuff oh, like that. Sure. Says, Weiss contrasted this with the decision by Twitter to not delete a tweet containing the address of Cheya Raychik, the account owner. Weiss characterized the practice as an act of censorship. So, calling shadow banning an act of censorship. Right. After Weiss' presentation, Musk then tweeted that former CEO Jack Dorsey has a pure heart and was unaware of systemic bias. Hmm. Again, kissing Jack yeah. Dorsey's ass, which I find yeah. really weird. Well, I mean, they're I, I think they're part of a, you know that that tech circle, mm-hmm. you know, that they all hang out together. Now. Weiss says that this is an act of censorship. Compare this to what it says down the last sentence in this paragraph. It says, uh, journalists note that the old system of downranking or shadow banning is similar to what Musk now considers a policy of freedom of speech but not freedom of reach. So Hmm. his policy is, yeah, you can say what you want, but we're not going to monetize it. We're not going to allow it to go viral. Shadow banning is what he's saying. Right, right. So I don't even know why they're calling out shadow banning when Musk already is is calling it's out his own policy of shadow yes, banning. Right. So this is again, this isn't even a smoking gun here because no. we all knew shadow banning yeah. exists. And, and it's almost like you know, Musk is like, well, yeah, you know, this is common, you know, Main Street here, and and you know, we're not going to censor, but like they said there, well, freedom of speech, but not freedom of reach. So yeah, yeah you can go say what you want. We'll say it. But, Basically what we said, just yeah. organic transmission. Right. But but that's not what he's saying. He's basically yeah. implementing the same policies. Exactly. I mean, I, it is the, the journalist that's calling the right. censorship, not Elon Musk. Right. But that journalist should turn around and be like, 
And also, right. Elon Musk is planning on doing the same thing. Right, exactly. Shadow banning sucks, and Elon Musk doesn't plan to change that right. from yeah. what it sounds. Right. Um, the, the third installment talks about... Uh, says the issues regarding the applications of standards and policies at Twitter says Taibbi reported that then head of trust and safety for Twitter Yul Roth met on a regular basis with the FBI we talked about that um, Roth told the Times that the meeting which also included executives from Facebook Google and other major tech companies were intended to coordinate efforts to prevent foreign influence and domestic disinformation in US elections hmm. so Hey, we talked about that. That was right in the Time article, yeah. like the FBI and the agencies meeting up with the tech agencies to mm -hmm. to combat uh, right. disinformation in, in U.S. Yeah. elections. Yeah, so again, no smoking gun there. Right. The fourth talks about um, Twitter employees reacted to January 6th attack on the Capitol and the conflict within the company about how to take action against the tweets and Twitter users who were supporting the insurrection without a specific policy as its backing. So the problem was we don't have a policy saying, hey, you can't support an insurrection. Right. There's no Twitter policy in place here. So it, it sounds like they came to like emergency protocols mm -hmm. right? and said, oh, well, now you can't because they blacklisted like Hashtag stop the steal, hashtag cra the Kraken. You remember the Kraken mm -hmm. hashtag? Oh, yeah. yeah. Both of which were associated with supporters of January 6th insurrection. He also said the pressure from companies' employees appeared to influence Jack Dorsey to approve the repeat offender policy for permanent suspension. After receiving five strikes as per the new policy, Trump's personal account was permanently suspended on January 8th. According to Schellenberg, employees frequently flagged tweets and applied strikes at their own discretion. So it sounds like, again, it's all the employees. Right. Jack Dorsey did like right. the employees he had no pressure. Idea what was going on? Well, at this point, they pressure Jack Dorsey. Hey, you've got to implement this five strike policy or whatever, right. so we can ban Donald Trump. So what, what's the odds that Dorsey gave all this stuff to to Musk and was like, "Hey, just keep me out of it"? Now, one point I saw when he was. Um, after the first leak happened, Jack Dorsey had tweeted out, I think he tweeted, it was like, okay, now release release everything. Just release it all. Like, make it all public. Right. And so he's on board with all of this thing. Yeah. So so if you're a former employee of his, <laughs> wouldn't you be a little A little irritated, off? a little pissed off, yes. <laughs> uh, what's your opinions of Jack Dorsey in all of this? Do you think he's as innocent in it? He oh, was just up there no. like... Well, I didn't know it was all my employees were doing all this. Oh, on guys, their own. guys like Jack Dorsey and 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 Elon Musk, they they their hands are not. Clean. They're pretty hands on. They with, they know what shit. the hell's going on. Yeah. yeah. Now I do believe that the employees probably did have the free will to apply oh, like flag to flag tweets at their own right. bidding. Yeah. And that comes down to again, it's like, well, who decides what's okay and what's not? Because right. now we're just basing it off of Joe, who's in a pissed off mood. He, right. He, yeah. He's just pissed off. He's like, banned. Yeah. You're banned. No, you're banned. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> he's not even looking. He's like, I'm just banning all yeah. these assholes. <laughs> it's like they're, there's no clear-cut policy. Right. And they're just making up shit on the fly. You can see it all through this. It's yes. like, well, we could base it on this and say that our yeah. experts said, well, do we want... And you could see how they're like squirming in their seats, knowing how the press might react to it. Right. Well. What if they find out that it was really the FBI or right. really want do we really want to yeah. hang ourselves with that news? Yeah. Right. And then they're like, but nobody really knows we're affiliated with the FBI. And then Eli 
or Yul Roth is like, um, well, I kind of said that. I kind of was. Damn it, Yul. <laughs> I told you not to post those emails. Yeah. <laughs> well, I put a winky face. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what matters. So, smoking guns yet? Yes, no? The, the FBI thing, but like you said, that's not something that anybody's focusing on. Now, what, what about the... Uh, the January 6th stuff, the scrambling to find Not reasons really. to we, ban Trump. I like mean, the, we all knew that stuff. I, yeah, yeah. That's that's the whole thing with this. Yeah. Like, none of this fucking matters. Right. Because Nothing is jaw-dropping. Nothing is, we're like, what? And the shit that we would be like, oh, that that's a thing. Yeah. They're like, well, there's no affiliation with the government, right, though. Right. So, or no, no evidence of right. affiliation with the government. Even though there was direct meetings between right. the FBI, and the FBI did say... Hey, check out this account here. Right, yeah. Hey, what do you what do you think about what Trump said right here? That's kind of yeah. don't you think I mean if you read that and you didn't know him, wouldn't you kind of think something's wrong? Because it pisses me off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing I mean it's infuriating. Yeah. The whole thing's infuriating. But again, nothing is surprising to us. The the things that they don't address though, in these Twitter leaks and maybe maybe there's more to come. I don't know. The Burisma connection. Mm. Like, they talk about that Hunter Biden right. laptop, but they never bring up too much about right. what the story was about. And yeah. again, I mean, there's no email traffic, I guess, to say, hey, this is a right. real thing. But yeah. that's the things I want to... I don't want to know about them, the right. things I already but know. those are the emails that Jim Baker said, shred it. Shred it. <laughs> Put through in the shredder. Exactly. Redacted, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the the Biden connection, the the... The big guy connection. That's that's the stuff. Right. That would be the smoking gun to me. Now, when Elon Musk comes out and is like, you know what? Um, we got a smoking gun here. Like, here's the the Burisma right. connection. Then yeah. I'll be like, oh shit, yeah. something big just happened. Right. Now, when you're coming out and be like, I've got the scoop, guys. Twitter was was shadow banning <laughs> right wing Twitter users. Right. It's like, okay. And yeah, right. Twitter. Yeah intentionally blocked yeah. the New York Post article. It's like, we know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the New York Post came out and said it. Twitter yeah. came out and right. said it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got email traffic of how they're discussing yeah. um, blocking this. And it was based on maybe some outside influence from the FBI. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah we, we we know. Right. Um, oh, uh, they, they were flying by the seat of their pants on January 6th coming yeah. up with... Because we didn't have policy. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. we know that. Everybody's yeah, I want to know about... Uh, the the Biden connection, yeah, right? But now, when the other side is coming out and reporting on Elon Musk's leaky dump here, <laughs> they're glossing this over because they're like, now what they're considering, like they're glossing over the fact that the Brisma connection's even there, and that's right. what this whole article is about. Because yeah. they're like, now do we really want to, like, does free speech really uh, include like? Dick pics of Hunter Biden because that's all the story's <laughs> about. That's literally what they're saying. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're like downplaying it big time. Here's the here's an article here. No, you don't have a constitutional right to post Hunter Biden's dick pic on Twitter. What, they, what's the site? Uh, Thebulwark.com. Okay. okay. So this article is ridiculous because it downplays the whole article. Yeah. It says, while normal humans who denied Republicans the red wave were enjoying an epic sports weekend, an insular community of MAGA activists and online contrarians led by the world's richest man, for now, 
We're getting riled up about a cache of leaked emails revealing that the former actor James Wood and Chinese troll accounts were not allowed to post ill-gotten photos of Hunter Biden's hog on a private company's microblogging hmm. platform 25 months ago. Yeah, makes it look like it's I don't feel nothing. like anybody was was upset yeah. about that. Right. It says, now if you're one of the normals, someone who would never think about posting another person's penis on your social media account, has no desire to see politicians' kids. I like how they say kid. Yeah, right. He's, he's an adult. He's right. like a yeah. very, like a middle-aged adult. Yeah. Kid's penis, when scrolling media, uh, doesn't understand why there are people out there who care one way or another about the moderation policies surrounding stolen penis photos or can't even figure out what it is that I'm talking about, then this might seem like a gratuitous matter for an article. Sadly, it's not. Because among Republican members of uh, Congress, leading conservative media commentators, contrarian substackers, that's what they're calling the Taibbi yeah, guy. He's right. a contrarian substacker. Right. He used to be a hot very hot shit uh, left-leaning yeah. journalist, but now he's just a contrarian substacker. Conservative tech bros and friends of Donald Trump the ability to post Hunter Biden's cock shots on Twitter is the number one issue in America this weekend. Wow. I like how they're, t I mean, yeah, we're sitting here, we're like, there's not really much of a story here. And they, when they come out with an article like this, it's just like, yeah, they're clearly, they want something, they want your attention off right. of something. Yeah. So it may, again, it makes you want to read into it more because they're like, well, all these Republicans want is the right to be able to, to post uh, dick pics well, of if you're if you're a Republican libertarian or or you know yes but if you're a Democrat then you're you're like yeah why why the hell do they want to see Hunter Biden's dick yeah and the the thing is the whole premise the whole Twitter leak started with the New York Post article yeah. yes the Hunter Biden laptop did have Hunter Biden's dick pics on it as right. most politicians laptops do um, but. <laughs> Very little in the New York Post talked any. It, it right. talked about raunchy photos. I think is what I read. Yeah, just that's all it said was raunchy photos. photos. But this comes out. It's like um, all these Republicans want the right to be able to yeah. post, and, and that's where they come off being like, "Who cares what a, a politician's kid does?" Yeah, right? exactly. But but they're they're nothing on here mentions. Yeah. Oh, a big part of this laptop was the connection between the yeah. president of the United States and foreign agencies yeah. and foreign businesses yeah. and foreign governments. Biden was using his son to do pay to play uh -huh. with all these foreign entities. Or in the very least, his son was using Biden right, to, to get, gain influence yeah, and gain and money. money. Yeah. Says on Friday, Elon Musk promised to reveal what really happened with the Hunter Biden story suppression by Twitter. It turns out that he had provided a trove of internal corporate documents to the Tulsi Gabbard of Substack, <laughs> Matt Taibbi, wow. who said they amounted to a unique and explosive story, revealing the juicy details inside Twitter's decision to suppress the New York Post Hunter Biden laptop story, which had previously been rejected by liberal outlets like such liberal outlets as Fox News and Wall Street Journal. That's obviously uh, yeah, sarcasm. Um, due to its suspicious provenance, Taibbi agreed to divulge these private emails on Twitter itself rather than his substack as part of a few conditions, which he does not detail, blah, 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 I don't care. 
The document Taibbi tweeted on Friday were titillating in the way that reading private correspondence revealing what people were really saying around a controversial subject always is. But nothing new was learned about the contours of the story, like we said. We didn't learn anything new. The leak mostly relitigates two facts that have already received much ink across media. How Twitter throttled the New York Post initial story and... Number two, how political campaigns and government agencies have worked with social media companies, in this case Twitter, to flag troubling content. And they're right in both those. Yes. Um, Let's get down to the juicy parts. Let's see. Because it talks about, it says, the most retweeted installment in TEB's thread so far was this, which purported to show Biden's campaign directing Twitter to delete specific tweets. We read this one. Yeah. Talked about how they said more to review from the Biden team, and they came back and said it was handled. Now, the problem is these tweets here, those like five tweets that were handled, were dick pics of Hunter Biden, apparently. Oh, gotcha. Says the supposed smoking gun resulted in Musk responding to his own journalistic stenographer on Twitter with a fire emoji And the comment, if this isn't a violation of the Constitution's First Amendment, what is? Um, It says, right-wing commentators Buck Sexton, which is his real name apparently, who cares, said this was a bright red line violation, but the Biden should, and that Biden should be impeached for it. The offending material that Taibbi revealed was removed by Twitter at the Biden campaign's request turns out to have been a bunch of links to Hunter Biden in the buff. Now, this is where maybe Elon Musk should have, like, paid attention before he responded and said, right. this is a clear violation because then we get fodder like this, yeah, right, bullshit right. like this, where it's like all this is is links to uh, a Chinese account that links to a Hunter Biden sex tape. And they're like, well, clearly uh, Elon Musk thinks uh, banning Hunter Biden sex tape is a violation of free speech. And now we made this whole, like— 18 paragraph article about how all Republicans want to do is see Hunter Biden's dick. <laughs> right, right. And this could have been avoided if Elon Musk maybe like understood what those tweets were before responding to it. It's like yeah. maybe don't jump the gun and respond. Right. Maybe just post the shit out there and don't give your commentary on yeah. it because but again, they're glossing over the whole rest of the facts of this whole story right. and why it matters. And saying Republicans just want to see yeah. Hunter Biden's dick. And isn't that weird that they just want to see yeah. a politician's kid's penis? Right, right, yeah. It's gross how they, they word that, too. It is. Just to, of course, using the word kids instead of, I don't know, <laughs> child. Or no, like, not even that. <laughs> There's son, no way to say son? it. Son? Oh, adult son. Yeah, adult, adult son. Clearly <laughs> adult son. I don't know. So, yeah, I mean... The, on both sides, like yeah, it, the Elon Musk crew is making this into this giant story, which right. it's not. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, the giant story would be like find the information, right, about Burisma, find yeah. the find the connection here, and then come out and release your your WikiLeaks type style dump. Which it, it's it's like Elon Musk wants to be the next WikiLeaks, like the next right. uh, what's uh, Julian Assange. Right, right. He wants to have that notoriety right. without. 
But he's the one that's like, let's have my legal team look over this right, first yeah. to make sure it's right. on the up and up. It's like Julian Assange didn't give two shits right. about, the, obviously. I mean, he's yeah. been in prison for fucking 10 years. Right. Yeah. And on his deathbed because he just wants the information out. And Elon Musk is like, I can do that, but I'm not going to go to jail right. for yeah. it. I'm going to have my legal team look at it first. <laughs> and I'm going to make sure I don't say, like, I don't directly say the government was involved. And I'm going to make sure I don't implicate Jack Dorsey because he's yeah. really rich and yeah. he could sue right. the shit out of yeah. me. And I'm going to make sure um, yeah. we gloss over this. Right. I don't know. So, yeah, it, Musk is trying to be the hero of the people, but he's trying to do it in a very safe way. Yeah. So. Bring back Julian Assange. Yeah. Get rid of Elon Musk. And, and Fuck again, Elon Musk. Bring back Julian Assange. Nothing he has released has been jaw-dropping. Nothing no. he has released has been a game changer. No. It's all stuff that everybody already knows. And like you said, if he really wanted to to you know make a big difference, post the actual article, right? And, right. And, and, and talk about it now. So... But now, because my understanding is that that they are the that the Justice Department is now looking at Hunter Biden. Uh, but the Justice Department has been looking at Hunter Biden, and Hunter well, Biden came out this week. Let me see if I have this article. Um, Hunter Biden came out this week and unveiled a new two hundred twenty-five thousand dollar painting. Oh, I wonder if uh, Zelensky will buy that. <laughs> well, he, they. They have unnamed specified. They have like two or three buyers that are unnamed and unspecified. So I mean, they can keep saying that they're looking at Hunter Biden all they want, but right. Hunter Biden's still money laundering his shitty paintings right. out yeah. there. He's still. I mean, somebody even came out and was like, some art pro guy came out and was like, no, he. I mean, it's bad when you have to defend his artwork right. as legit artwork because the guy's yeah. like, no, I've known Hunter Biden. He's been, he's been painting for like decades now. So he's, he's the real deal guys. He's not, he's not money laundering guys. This is real art. <laughs> Don't read anything else into it than art. <laughs> but just the fact that it garners $225,000. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. I mean, how many, many art pieces do you know that garner $225,000? Nobody with both their ears. <laughs> I mean, that's a quarter of a million dollars. What does, yeah. what's that uh, painting here in Iowa? The uh, American Gothic? Yeah. What's that? I wonder what that's sold for. American, the Grant Wood one. Yeah. American Gothic. Grant Wood, well, a Grant Wood landscape sold for $6 million. Okay. I don't, but I don't think that's. I don't think that's it. No, it probably hasn't sold in a long time. But either way, you're talking American Gothic, like you're, you're probably four or five million dollars. I would think two, I, three, I would think two, so, three, yeah. four million dollars. Hunter Biden, who's known for being Hunter Biden, yeah, paint something worth a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah, I think it's more sketchy that they refuse. Okay. They they don't have to give. The buyers. If you don't want to, you know, if you don't want us to think that there's something shady going on here, maybe you should like reveal, hey, this was bought by so and so, or it was bought right. by Jeffrey Epstein, or, um, you know, so. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I think there's value in that. No, anyways, I don't see anything. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Either way, all I, all that to say, Hunter Biden's shitty paintings aren't worth a quarter of a million dollars. No. Unless. Oh, hell no. Unless um, it somehow gets you some kind of connections with the big guy, which right. is probably more of the case. Um, I don't know how... Oh, you had brought up the Justice Department looking into Hunter Biden. Uh, basically, 
they've been looking to Hunter Biden and where has that come? Where has that gone? Where has that gotten us? Uh, Caden's here. Oh, says, hey, SBF got arrested. Did you guys see that? Holy shit. SBF, the guy from- Yes, uh, the FTX. FTX guy. Yeah. Huh. I, I did see that. God, I'm going to have to look into that. I haven't, I haven't, I've been too yeah. focused on Hunter Biden today to look at. Uh, I'll have to get back into that. I wonder, there's got to be an SBF Hunter Biden connection. Maybe SBF bought- Hunter Biden's quarter million dollar painting <laughs> and sold it me. to Zelensky through FTX. Yeah, right. He probably has a couple. Oh, yeah. So we got to wrap this thing up. We're out of time. <clears throat> it's funny. We did this whole story on such a nothing sandwich. Yeah. It's like, oh, this big Twitter leak, right, which right. was nothing. Yeah. But... And yeah, again, it's just as far as I'm concerned, it's just it's just like fluff. Now, this is intriguing to me. This post by Elon Musk he came out on the 10th, so two days ago, and said, Twitter is both a social media company and a crime scene. Hmm. Now, he's saying is. That means his company's still a crime scene, which right. I find it bizarre that he worded it that way. But it makes me wonder, is there more yet to come? Or yeah. is he, like, like keeping us on the edge I, of our I, seat? I think thinking? so, yeah. I think he's. He, there's going to be a lot more dumps coming. Do you think it will be anything actually a story, or do no. you think it will be more of what we got here? I think it's more of a nothing sandwich. You think so? Yeah. Do we trust this? Do we trust Elon Musk? Have we come to that that conclusion? I I, I think we both agree that we don't. Be, well, the guy that wants to put brain chips in our head is hard to trust. <laughs> yeah, him. right, right. The guy yeah. that wants to, um, like implement like, the guy that says he's only working on AI because he feels AI is so dangerous, so he has to work yeah. on he the anti AI to, yeah. to save right. us from the actual the bad AI. That, yes, I mean. That's sketchy to me. Yeah. There, there's something sketchy about this guy. Um, he's he's touted as the richest white nationalist, which I haven't seen any proof that he's any form no, of nationalist, nationalist, other than the fact that he's kind of agreed with some things that Trump agrees with. I wouldn't say he's even agrees yeah. with Trump. I was going to say. He says yeah. some things that Trump might say. But yeah. I, I don't know about this guy. I really don't. Yeah. And I thought this was going to be a juicy thing that I'm just like, this is this is right. this is the big one. This is what's going to get me on the Musk train right. is when he releases this big juicy thing. Right. I mean, that's that's what I remember back in, during the election. I was like, when Donald Trump does this, when he releases this information right. or when he frees Julian Assange, that's when I will say, yeah, I'll vote for Donald Trump. Hands right. down. If if he released if he pardoned Julian Assange, I promise you I yeah. would have voted Edward for Snowden. Right. And, and, yeah, the yeah. two. I think I said both. Yeah, it would have to be a two for one yeah. package. Like Edward Snowden and Julian Assange, yeah. pardon them, let them speak freely, let them even have a podium to yeah. talk about shit, and then I will vote for Donald Trump. He didn't do that. Right. He pardoned some he, his own friends, his own Probably, uh, own yeah. buddies and stuff. Right. Yeah. Like who was? Oh, oh yeah. he pardoned um, Stone. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah, his name? Stone and, and um, um, his other uh, buddy. That... <laughs> his counterparts. Yes. Yeah. The people that were probably in on the same shit that he was in. Right. So it's just like, no, this guy's only in it for himself. Right. Now, when Elon Musk comes out and, I don't know, like reveals the actual Biden-Ukraine connection, the the Hunter Biden-China like connections, or the money laundering, or even, even if he comes out and uh, exposes the Trump collusion, if, if Elon Musk had some solid proof of Trump-Russian collusion or Trump-China collusion or Trump-whatever, like, crime spree. Yeah. Like, somebody come out and actually give some evidence that's not um, just partisan bickering. Like, right. well, obviously Trump 
colluded with Russia because Trump is Donald Trump and he loves yeah. Russians. That's not that's not good enough for me. Right. And yet, like, even the Biden stuff, the the Hunter Biden emails there are enough for me to believe it, but that's not enough for to convict on. Obviously, right. right. And, and I, with my impression with Musk is he, he's almost like um coming across as almost like a like a double agent. You know, he gives uh-huh. just enough information for you to think that he's on your side, but not enough to really give you like the the meat and potatoes sure. of it. Right. So. I don't know. I don't trust him. I don't either. I mean, he's got, in that picture, he's got Baphomet on his shirt, so we can't trust the guy of at course, all. That's so. obviously, you know. I don't know. He's he's a billionaire. He's been, he he got there somehow making shady deals with somebody. Right. So he's he's got some kind of connections to the inner circle himself. So I, I don't know. Do something real. Do yeah. something brave, right. Elon. Exactly. Put yourself out there. Yeah, do and something that- You haven't that, done that yet. Yeah, do something that might get you like shit on totally, like- throwing it you know like take some risk because from what i see you're not taking any fucking risk you're you're weeding through it making sure we can release the things i mean it's no different than you remember trump releasing the the jfk files it's just like i'm gonna release all the the jfk files (laughs) and then he's like well not these ones because these are really dangerous to uh to the government it's like those are the ones i want exactly that was the other thing if he would have just Blanket released all yeah. the JFK docs right. without any redaction, without taking like, well, I got to take a year to look over these things. Um, or if you reelect me, yeah, I right. will release, I'll, I'll release the rest everything. of the documents. Yeah. And they are, I'm telling you, it's a doozy. Yeah. And then we didn't reelect him. He's like, gotcha. You don't get, you don't get it. This yeah. is mine. You had your chance. You had your chance. Yes. Ryan's not going to release it. Yeah. <laughs> that... That still hurts to this day. <laughs> yes, I know it And does. Elon Musk, I feel, is that way. He's yes. just like, you know, I'm just going to release this as it yeah, as it helps Twitter. I'm not going to release anything that damages Twitter's right. reputation too much. Right. So, I don't know. But it's all about it's all about transparency. We want you to trust us again. Obviously. Right. What so final thoughts. What what is his reasoning for this dump? This leaky dump? He he wants Juicy, to leaky yeah he wants to appear that to be this this bastion of free speech that that's that's all this is is perception yeah and, and but like you said nothing he's releasing is a shock to anybody no and I I mean actions speak louder than words when you're when you come out publicly and say nope not gonna allow Alex Jones back on yeah. just because I mean it it would be refreshing if this Matt uh, what's his name Tr- Taibi Taibi was like, yeah, this is all junk. Give me something real. Give me the juice. I mean, do you think anybody saw this and was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, the the um, MAGA people were yeah, they're like, this is the smoking gun right here. Yeah, yeah but they see a smoking gun. And- <laughs> Suspend the Constitution. <laughs> right. <laughs> Reinstate Trump in all his right. glory. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they see anything. It's just yeah. like, um, I mean, again, we knew. We knew about shadow bans. Right. We knew about the banning of the New yeah. York Post. We knew about um, the kicking Trump off Twitter. Right. We we yeah. just got email confirmation. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. That. <laughs> just like, wait for the email confirmation. And it's just like, okay, we got the receipt pretty yeah. much. That's it. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Thanks, Elon. Thanks. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for such a disappointing yes. dump. 
<laughs> I wanted a more I wanted a more juicy dump than what you offered, but yeah, maybe next time. More now this this post here, like I said, that he says um it's a crime scene. Maybe maybe something. Is maybe. he keep us on the seat the edge of our seat, I guess. But but it, then it, it it makes me think that he he's playing this like a whole like a soap opera. Oh yeah. Right? Stay tuned. Same yeah. Elon time. Well, you saw same Elon channel. How, you saw how Taibi like led into it. Right. Yeah. Like in Number a world one. where yeah. in a world where Twitter used was built on the premise of free yeah. speech and open communication. Yeah. Then one day it devolved into. It's just like it's a circus. Just. Fuck! Just, yeah. just out. Just release just, it. Just give us the Get information. To it. We don't need. We don't need the Pulitzer buildup. <laughs> yes, we don't need the the big uh, intro music yeah. playing with yeah, like the right. Star Wars yeah, theme yeah, music yeah, in the, the background. And it was a dark and stormy yes. night. <laughs> no, just just say it. Just like here's an email that this guy yeah. said. Isn't that juicy? And she's like, not really. Yeah, not really. And so maybe he felt like. There's nothing here. Right. I got to make this bigger. I got to make this bigger than it. I mean, this has my name on it. I got to make this something. In a world of darkness, there's a watcher on the wall. (laughs) His name is Elon Musk. (laughs) And Jack Dorsey had a pure heart. I can't believe Elon Musk said he had a pure heart. Right. That's how you know you're full of shit. Nobody nobody has a fucking pure heart. Especially if you're a billionaire. Nobody has a fucking pure heart. What billionaire has a pure heart? (laughs) He sold his soul to the devil a long time ago. That's all the time we have. We're well over our time for this episode. We talked about massive, juicy, leaky dumps um, that weren't as juicy and massive as we had hoped. Yeah. It was kind of, I don't know, it was kind of a shark. It was a shark. Yeah. I'd say it was a shark. Definitely. Like one of those, it's just like um, where you wish you could take it back, but I mean, is it really going to ruin your day? Not really. Not not too much. Yeah, but you still got to live with the stink. (laughs) Yeah. We. We had a feeling it was coming, but yes. we we took a chance on it yeah. and a little bit leaked. Yeah, and <laughs> oh, now it's gross. Started. This is gross. We gotta go. <laughs> next week, on that note, next week, December nineteenth. Yes, Monday. It will not be a chart. It will not. It will be extravagant. <laughs> extravagant. <laughs> Our Christmas annual third annual Christmas extravaganza next weekend or not? I keep saying weekend. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why. Next Monday, seven p.m. Central Standard Time, we will be joined by Dan Smots of the System Is Down podcast and Dave <laughs> Motherfucking Casey of the Dave versus Goliath podcast. Will be joining us on that Christmas special, um, and it's going to be fun. And yes. we have I have specials lined up, special guests lined up, special um, things. Thing happenings, happenings. I can't, I can't divulge any of it, but it will be awesome. So you better freaking be yes. there. I don't even know, and you don't. It's that no. big of a surprise. Yes. Invite your friends and your family because this is good family yes. friend, family oriented Christmas. Like, is it family oriented? I mean, <laughs> if your family's a bunch of freaking degenerates <laughs> like us, then absolutely, that's my style of family. If you have degenerates yes. in your family, invite them along, because this is going to be fucking fun. Yes. Um, so put Chris- the Chet's nuts on the open fire and grab the eggnog. <laughs> put something. Put your nuts on the open fire. Gra- grab your eggs, your eggnog. Um, it's going to be fun. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have some special little spiked eggnog. Yes. At least the two of us will. Yeah. I'm and not going to mail. I'm going to make some. I'm bringing in Christmas cookies. You better freaking bring in Christmas cookies. I am. Christmas. I am okay. bringing them in. Uh, Christmas extravaganza. Number three. It's going to be a blast. 
be there. Don't miss it. Check us out all over social media. Share this, spread this far and wide as far as you can see and even further because that's how we be get to do bigger and better things and our reach spreads. If you spread our reach, our reach spreads. That's how this works. I like it. Um, share, like, and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at our handle, which is at BreakTheBellPod. You can find links to everything we do at BreakTheBellPod.com. You can find our store, our Patreon account, all that fun stuff. BreakTheBellPod.com. Make sure you're here next week for that Christmas extravaganza. I can't express this enough because it's the highlight of the year. We start planning this. At least I start planning this. this. As soon as one ends, I'm planning the next one. So make sure you're there uh, December 19th, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We will catch you next time. Don't miss that. Um, Have a great rest of your week. Yes. Peace. Goodbye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zielinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.